You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the KB Mod, Mod <laughs> Podcast Cast Episode 302. Okay, that one. <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't know you we were separating my syllables. I know I did syllable. It's when we got into the uh, mod part, it really fell apart there. I just I should have just kept it going. Uh, Actually, and normally when I do it, it's we kind of altered it a little bit. This was Katie's uh, Katie Zen's idea, by the way, uh, audio listener. So don't blame me, guys. It's all right. Hey, we tried. Yeah, it. We'll get better way. at it. We, we can we can work on it. But it yeah, is episode three. I would say that was pretty good for first. Yeah, time. that was pretty smooth. That, that was definitely not a train wreck. Um. <laughs> Guys, it is November 26, 2017, and uh, this is the podcast um, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was, of course, Thursday. And uh, in, the U- in the United States, of course, I know Canada had their Thanksgiving a long time ago. And if you're in other parts of the world and you don't celebrate a, an American-style Thanksgiving, well, first of all, shame on you. And second of all, um, it's okay. Um, but, uh, we forgive yeah, you. we forgive you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what America is about, forgiveness and um <laughs> understanding that's what we do here but how are you guys doing how was your uh how was your thanksgiving how was uh uh yingity's fellow under the weather his voice is pretty much shot so he's not on uh this week but we've got the normal crew uh me Ying, Ying is entertaining live viewers right now he's just in the chat yes he is he's in a little right. thong and he's uh, he's doing his thing that's he's entertaining <laughs> the crap up. so um did yeah. i just hear a land 2018 donation incentive <laughs> Oh boy, that's spicy. <laughs> Ying and a thong. I don't even. Man. I feel like we could set any number for that if he if he was actually willing to do that. I think. I feel we like uh, we like we could say a million dollars and be, we would easily raise that. <laughs> yeah. All, all of a sudden, because, people uh, would be setting up GoFundMes. Like we would... <laughs> Please go fund me for made. my donation. It's like twenty different GoFundMes <laughs> going on. <laughs> Now we're talking. Now, now, people, now we're doing stuff people are really into. We'll have to see. We'll we'll talk to him. He's saying no right now, audio listeners. But we'll we'll see. Oh, of course, we'll that's the first reaction. I mean, of you got to. I think you got to build up a little more excitement than that. You, we wouldn't just drop that. You know, right. On, yeah. On you random, know, it's funny. We got to build up more excitement too. If Yingity's in a thong, he's really going to hope he's not building up any excitement during that section <laughs> of, the, uh, of the reward. But uh, oh man. Anyway, it is yeah, like having Ying in the the chat room during this. It's kind of like he's you know he yeah. hasn't left the podcast because we can just translate his thoughts. Yeah, Ying gets to Ying gets to think about his riffs before he actually has to be put on the spot. Like he can just think about when he wants right. to interject. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Unlike me, where I just completely disrupt the flow in any way possible. Yeah. Well, you're getting better at that. You used to be really bad at it. I have to say, you're, oh, yeah. you're a lot better, Katie. You're, you've really Thank you. yeah. you've come into your own. Um, Socks. Well, thank they're, you. And they're crusty. Get rid of them. Why are they on your floor? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. You know what? It took a second to click. <laughs> uh, I don't know where uh, I'm. I where I'm at. Anyway, enough about done that. I know. Uh, all right. All right. We don't, we don't have to go on that tangent. That's that's for my stream. That's quality content oh my for my stream. Not the, yeah, that's that's right at your alley. Yeah. Dude, but, I heard um, some dude would like go into the corner of his room and do it. And then yeah. he started talking about how the carpet had crusted orange. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, man. There are so much more. Cl- and anyways, I'm gonna stop. So anyway, moving on from that, let's 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 talk about 
your guys' Thanksgiving? How well, it was, was it? It was a it was a big week for everyone because Thanksgiving. You know, we'll talk about what we've been eating. But Scott, mm-hmm. you were gone last yeah. week. I was. And then you're back now, and I feel I like am. you potentially had like a a bigger you know a bigger Thanksgiving <sighs> than most people typically yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a Thanksgiving to remember, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I did. Okay. So uh, other than the fact that it's always a big Thanksgiving for me because I make sure to clear the entire <laughs> table and, uh, occasionally there's leftovers, but I try to uh, try to avoid that. Um, no, it was big in the sense that I got engaged, uh, on Thanksgiving this year. So, um, that was, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Appreciate Everyone that. in their cars right now listening to this later is, is clapping for you. Right <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, no. So, uh, very, uh, very exciting. Uh, I'm definitely feeling uh, a lot better now that it's happened and over the, the lead up to it was, uh, stressful just in the sense of like coordinating something like that. Like I work with my parents, I'll, I'll give a brief right. rundown of kind of how it went, but I, I had, I was planning to propose this year anyway. Um, and so once I really kind of wanted to set my plan in motion, I had a couple ideas of how I wanted to do it. And as we started getting around the holiday season, I was like, you know, it'd actually be really fun to do it Thanksgiving because it's one of my favorite holidays anyway. And kind of what ended up happening was it was just going to be uh, me tab and my parents at, um, at their house for the Thanksgiving uh, dinner this year. My brother was in Jersey and my sister's in Seattle. So, um, and she's really close with my parents and as am I. And so I thought, you know, it'd be really cool. To, to kind of do it uh, and coordinate with them uh, to help me help me do the whole process. So the other thing that's tough is she just opened the door and she's flashing her ring at me. She's really been enjoying uh, being uh, my fiance, which is it's awesome. I have to say, is is it's good. I, I'd much rather you be flaunting it rather than. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. Um, but so I got the ring. So one one thing that was difficult was the fact that I you know I stream and I work from home. And stream from home is that, and to have, she's pregnant, she's not working. Uh, there's not much opportunity for us to be apart. And, you know, it happens occasionally, but not near as often because, you know, we're just around each other a lot by nature of how everything pans out. And she's also really tough to surprise. Like she hates surprises. She's very like, if anything seems off, she'll be like, Oh, what's going on? What are you doing with that? What are you doing? So I didn't think, I didn't know if I was going to be able to actually make it a surprise. So the first thing I, I had to do was I wanted to be old fashioned and ask her father. Um, you know, for her hand in marriage. And, uh, so I had to coordinate with him and that this was like two and a half, three weeks ago. And I had to get an excuse to get out of the house to do that. Cause I mean, I don't, I mean, you guys know me, I don't go out of the house for help in any way for anything. So like, you also, I had you to, also like, you're not, you're, you don't strike me as a great liar. No. Well, see, that's Brandon. I, I thought the same thing, but <laughs> as you will see by the end of the story, I'm starting to believe in my lying abilities, which is good because when it's, when it's for good, I think when it's actually for nefarious purposes, I think I'm actually, I'm a very bad liar. Also, I have a really guilty conscience and so I can't really, but I think because it was for a good cause, I was yeah. able to rise to the occasion. But, um, so yeah, I made up a story. I texted her dad like a week before I was going to meet with him, asked to meet with him it was kind of vague. I think he kind of knew what was going on, um, but I had to figure out a way to get out of the house. And so I had said to, to her that I was going to go meet a old high school buddy for lunch. The place where we're meeting didn't make any sense because she know where he, she knows where he lives. And I was like <laughs> struggling with the fact uh, where I ended up meeting her dad. I was like, I could lie about it. But then if she finds out that I lied about it, or I don't know, like any number of things could go wrong where she's like, why would you? And then I'm like in a whole real bad situation yeah. where it's like, oh, now you're right. lying going to places that you said you're not going like what's that for are you you know 
And but anyway, I just told her where I was going and played it off. And she was like, oh, okay, that's cool. She didn't think too much of it. The the, the real stressful part came in when the ring uh so I got I I I got the ring from a website called uh jamesallen.com which uh I highly recommend which they don't sponsor me yet but uh would love uh, <laughs> going to have a talk with them and see if we can get something moving but they're like a really highly ranked um kind of they they've got rings and all kinds of uh joy for occasions like engagement and weddings and, and other stuff um and but they're all totally online you build the ring online so I had an idea of everything that I wanted she had sent me years ago uh, she had sent me her ring size and kind of like just an idea. Cause I was like, if I ever do this, that's the other thing with, with stuff like this. It's like, if you start asking questions or have to kind of, I didn't want to pick a ring out that she was going to be like, I, that's not my style at all. Like yeah. that's also a risk. Right. So I had at least very, very uh, good information to work off of, which was really helpful. So I went in, I got the ring. I designed the one I wanted and I put the order in. And when I put the order in, it was going to arrive. It was planning to arrive on the 17th of November, which would have left plenty of time. I wasn't really worried about, I it was like, it just has to get here before Thanksgiving. I'm sending it to my parents' house. It'll be fine. I wasn't really worried about the time because they said the 17th. Well, 17th goes by and I'm checking the order and it's like, oh, okay, no, now it's been bumped to the 20th. Uh, and you can track the whole thing. And I'm like, that's oh, a little, okay. So now we're dealing with Monday of Thanksgiving and I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to really stress out. And then I'm like, well, surely it'll ship Monday. <laughs> I, I, uh, I go in and on Monday, I noticed that it's now gone from being ready to ship to the reevaluating. I don't know. They were looking at like resetting the stone or something. I don't know if they messed something up and it was the 21st now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're like, we're now approaching. I have no margin for error. I have this thing set up and it's now saying that it should ship on the 21st, but they're not sure. And you guys know me. I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm not somebody that constantly pulls the, you know, mean customer card, right? Or like, I, I'm, I'm a really like irate customer, but I was pretty, I was pretty upset at this point because, you know, I mean, I understand things change and they do say they're not hard, fast date, but they really try to do ship on the stuff that they estimate. So I, uh, I call them in the morning and I'm like, Hey guys, like, you know, just feeling a little stressed over here, planning to propose on Thanksgiving. And, uh, it says that the ring should ship out on the, on the 21st now, or, um, 21st now, but you know, I'm not sure if it's going to, well, uh, <laughs> to get there by the 22nd. And again, they, they're an East coast company in New York and it's supposed to come from New York, uh, to, to Philly. They overnight FedEx it and stuff, but if they didn't ship it by the 21st to get it for the 22nd, everything's closed on Thanksgiving. FedEx doesn't do anything on yeah. Thanksgiving. You know, there's no chance. Yeah. So I, I talked to the woman she, and I didn't, the woman I talked to was nice, but I wasn't getting the kind of really solid response I wanted of her going, <laughs> yeah, we're going to fucking ship this thing no matter what happens. It was kind of like, oh, okay, well, thanks for calling. And um, you want to hear that she's going to like walk out yeah, to the no. warehouse and take care of it. Exactly. I want like, I wanted her to be like, can you look at it? Can you tell me that it's there? <laughs> you know, keep me updated. But I mean, she was nice, but she was like, yeah, we'll do everything that we can. But it, it didn't settle me. So I'm laying there on the night of the 20, uh, 20th, really like stressing. And they have a 24 hour support like hotline and you can text them as well as call them. And so I'd already called them and I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me, let me get all my thoughts out in a nice <laughs> long text and let me text their support and see what they do. So I just wrote out my text. I've since deleted it because I had to delete everything related to this in case Tab saw my phone. And I basically in a nice way said that I was extremely disappointed and stressed at this point 
because I have zero margin for error. So if this ring does not ship out tomorrow on the 21st, I'm not going to be able to do my, to get engaged, mm-hmm. uh, doing it the way that I wanted to. And I have to give them credit. No, I sent that text an hour later. I had a response from them and they were like, totally under, they didn't. And this is, this is again, this is good customer service. Okay. Because sure. Like I'm sure there was lots of factors. I know that they, there's no way that they want to make this stuff go longer than it needed to, but they just said, and that's all we want, right? All we want in life is to be understood. And they said, we totally understand the stressfulness of the situation. We apologize for the delays. Um, it is, uh, it is not something that we find acceptable either. And they basically, in not so many words, said, we're going to do everything. Like, come hell or high water, you're going to get that ring tomorrow. And I was like, damn, that was good. And so I was still a little bit stressed because they didn't send the ring out until 7.30 p.m. on the 21st, <laughs> um, which turned out to actually be normal, which when they do FedEx deliveries, they usually do it at night to, I guess, go overnight. Um, but, oh, my God. And uh, it got there. It literally got there. My dad uh, and my mom, who helped me with the whole uh, process, and were really cool. Uh, I, my dad was like super jacked up. He got, he woke up at, he gets up early anyway. He woke up at 5 a.m., like wide awake. He sat downstairs to wait for the FedEx truck <laughs> in my living room from 5 a.m. till 10. It came a little after 10.30. Literally, he was like, five, he's like, I'm not moving from here. I'm not taking a shower. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get that ring because this needs to happen. So nice. it was really cool. Um, so the ring got there. It was beautiful. And yeah, and then the day of, I just, I had an idea. I, I told my parents, I said, Hey, we're going to do, I want you to make up this thing, which we kind of do, but we didn't usually do it at dinner. I want us to do like, go, let's go around the table and say what we're thankful for. And we'll do me last. And I'll, I'll act like I'm just going to do something normal. And then I'll get up and propose and stuff like that. And it went, it went fantastic. And she was super surprised. She had no idea. So all my worry was, uh, was for not, but um, I definitely, it's definitely my finest accomplishment. Just again, knowing you guys know people like that, that are just, they're so difficult to surprise because they, they sniff stuff out so easily and, right. uh, yeah, she was totally blindsided. I think also the fact that it was a holiday was really good. I think she maybe mm-hmm. thought maybe on a, like Christmas or something like that, I would do it, but not Thanksgiving. So it worked out. So yeah. Anyway, all that to say, um, really happy and, uh, appreciate all the congratulations from everybody that uh, I've been getting. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty overwhelming. So yeah, I'm, man, I got a, <laughs> I got a baby coming in a month or, or less. I've got, uh, I got engaged. We're, we're still on the house hunt. Um, I mean, I'm just, I mean, the, the 30th year of my life is, uh, just checking all the boxes as fast as possible, as fast as possible. It's like, uh, it's like it's going out of style or something. I don't know. I just, uh, it's a lot of it's happened at 30. So, um, but yeah, really, uh, really pumped and excited that it went as well. It did. And I, and I have to say like ring buying experience online, like the ring I got, um, like for the, just the, everything that they do, it's like, it's crazy. Again, it just kind of gave me more appreciation for like the internet and internet businesses and like, yes, you're not like physically in a jeweler, but like the way that they have it set up, it's, it's just so insane how they, uh, they're able to run a business like that and have as high quality products as they do. So shout out to James Allen. If, if you ever listen to this, um, I, we actually are going to have to get the ring, uh, resized, which they also do. You get one free ring resizing. Um, no questions asked, uh, after you purchase the product. So got to get it a little smaller. So. I will, I'll be telling about my experience because that's the other thing. It's like when customer feedback, I feel like companies a lot of times only hear the negative, right? So it's like, you know what? I got to, I got to let them know that they, that they did something good too. So shout out to them. But, uh, yeah. So that was my, that was my Thanksgiving, uh, really. And it'll be easy too. Like I know, like my engagement was on Thanksgiving. I can't ever forget that. 
Like, I mean, that's a date, right? Like, I'm going to have that for yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that you picked a memorable date. And, like, especially, <laughs> right. and, you know, if, you're, if your child's born on Christmas, like, just hit, just hit all major dates, and then you won't ever forget any of them. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a good... That's a good strategy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did that. Um, so yeah, okay. So that's my Thanksgiving. So enough about most, most uh, important thing, Scott. Most important yeah, thing yeah. to remember during this time yeah. is when you're referring to your fiance, two e's. Yes. Two e's. Yes, yes, that mm-hmm. is important. When she's referring to you, dread- one e. When you're referring to <laughs> okay. her, two e's. Okay, that's the distinction. So yes. one e for the male, two e's for the female. Correct. Okay, female has two e's. I did not know that because I've seen it both ways, but it makes sense. No, well, now you've seen it sense. both ways because people don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, this this that's why I mention it to you because you want to be, you want to make sure that you always get it right. Right. I am being pointed out that Thanksgiving Day changes every year. True, but I'm but also but just the fact that it was like Thanksgiving, like that's also and like the date is going to be forever ingrained in my mind because it was also tied to. Yeah, you like, won't have I'll, to do any extra mental gymnastics in, to remember. In you, might, you might have to remember. You might have to Google which date was Thanksgiving. 2017. Right uh, in 2017. Right, exactly. But it's like I know it was Thanksgiving in 2017. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so very uh, yeah. Like I said, exciting stuff. Definitely busy, busy, busy end of the year for me. But it's also crazy. Like you were you were saying in the pre-show, Brandon. Like we're. I mean, it's Chris. Like Thanksgiving's over. You know, we're, we're yeah. Christmas season is basically here or approaching. We're almost done with November. I mean, this, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this year has been just flying by. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's, it's been good. It's been going pretty fast. I mean, Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving, I feel like Thanksgiving comes so quickly and goes so quickly. Whereas Christmas, you get the lead up, mm-hmm. but Thanksgiving, you don't get a ton of lead up. It's just like all of a sudden, no. all of a sudden it's here. You know, and a lot of people like you, you might have to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so you really just get like Thanksgiving and the and the day off after on Friday. Uh, but yeah, now we're now we're in full Christmas mode. You know, everyone's got their Christmas decorations out, so get to enjoy mm-hmm. a, a month of that. Exactly. Um. So, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Uh, who wants to go? Who wants to go first? Uh, I can popcorn. Go. go. Go, Katie. Tell me. Yeah, I had actually. Uh, Did your dad Saturday. cook, Katie? Yeah, I was just yes. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I worked the Thanksgiving night, and uh, uh, we had Thanksgiving at uh, another place. Like we met with a bunch of other family, and I wasn't able to be there, but uh, we made like some nice homemade mac and cheese, and uh, it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Much like my submission for the you know last week's poll, <laughs> but uh, but some some cool stuff happened this week. Uh, Mainly just giving each other Christmas presents or birthday presents because we can't wait because we're terrible people. For instance, my uh, my dad has been really wanting to uh, give my mom a new wedding ring for a long time. So mm-hmm. starting the beginning of this year, he's been putting money aside and he had a, a pretty great amount of money put aside. So he finally got her a new ring because oh. uh, I don't know what the issue was with the old one, but it was just not holding up too well. But uh, yeah, so she's ecstatic about that. And that. Yeah, and we uh yeah, we did something for him as well. He's been talking for like years about upgrading the TV that we have out in the living room. And uh and I, I there was everyone says uh you know, I have the credit for this. I mean it was my idea, but I mean I'm not the guy behind this, but basically we I mean he works hard and so we wanted to uh kind of surprise him. 
So it's his birthday coming up in about a week, but we could not wait for his birthday. We had to do it because of, you know, Black Friday going on. And I'm like, uh, it was mainly my brother and I put in a lot of money with some help from uh, my mom and my sister, but mostly my brother and I, we all put pitched in and uh, got him a new TV, 65 inch uh, Sony Bravia, like, you know, because he, he is really into like which brand you're getting, like definitely, you know, definitely not a Vizio. <laughs> Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say. Yeah, so but uh, I could take that bullet for you. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we uh, we had the idea to surprise him with it. Um, mm-hmm. What ended up happening was it was like, you know what, uh, Mike, you know, we're all kind of tired. This is my mom talking. He's like, can you go get dinner for us? And we purposely pick a place that's kind of like far away because we, uh, we had picked up, we had ordered the TV at Best Buy and then like had it shipped to the store, picked it up then. And so, like, we picked it up and was waiting in the car. And so he leaves to go, like, about a 20-minute drive away. And so we quickly set up the TV, mm-hmm. switch out, switch it with the one we have. We're jumping from a 52-inch to a 65-inch. Mm-hmm. And it's got, you know, HDR, 4K, all that good stuff. And so we, what really sucks, what really kind of, like, we didn't have it turned on in time by the time he got here. So he actually comes in, and I'm recording on my phone. Uh, my mom has my sister on Skype because she lives in Florida and, uh, we're like trying to get his reaction to it. And he comes in and he just walks right by the TV <laughs> because it's not on. He's just not expecting it that much. And we're all like, yeah, hey, so, and he's in the kitchen. And I'm eventually like, hey, how about you turn something on, dad? And it's silence. And I just hear, oh my God. And <laughs> nice. he comes down. He's, it was just great because he was completely not expecting that. And yeah. Yeah. He was ecstatic. That's he kept awesome. saying, it's a Sony! Because uh, <laughs> we have the Sony sound system, like everything in there was Sony, so to have it all match, he was, but yeah, I mean, he deserved it, so it was, it was cool for us to uh, do that for him. That's, cool. That's awesome. That's a healthy upgrade, too, 52 to 65. Oh my god, yeah. It's The first time we turned it on, the room was just, like, it, it was a huge jump, like, and that night, like, every time I turned the corner into the living room, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god, that thing is huge can we close the windows so no one sees that we have this <laughs> but yeah katie, it was katie just uh this is yeah. totally not totally unrelated but while we we're telling that story i was stalking your facebook because we're friends and okay. i want you to know that your banner profile photo of your family is is cut is cropped in a way where all your heads except your grandmothers are cut off <laughs> and it's the creepiest oh, thing really? i'm gonna take oh, it i'll send it to you <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, you see it? Okay. It's a little creepy. I'll have to adjust that a little. Just bit. adjust that's, it. That's but just it's so, it's so pictures. It fits. Yeah. <laughs> You're going uh, on. I'm like, man, I thought it was a great photo. What do you think? I mean, it's a good photo. It's just uh, can't see that's any just, of the faces in it. We need like a hyper zoom on her face. Just yeah. I just didn't know if you were highlighting like your grandmother or something. Being like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> she's she the main one. <laughs> yeah, she's the most important. You know. <laughs> But no, pretty, well, pretty cool. exciting week. Good. And All I also right. just, uh, loving my new job. So I'm pretty happy there. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's wait, new, wait. So new job, did you start a new job last week? Uh, it's about a couple weeks ago. I'm, uh, one of the gallery guides at the, uh, Indianapolis Museum of Art now. So did I, did I miss, I don't think I was here because I don't remember that unless I'm just a Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, we just, learned, we just learned that like, Scott doesn't listen to the cast when he's not on it. Oh, man. Well, that's true, too. I mean, I don't listen to the cast even so, if I'm on it anyway. But, 
<laughs> but no, I I brought it up fully last week, so that might explain it. Gotcha. That's cool. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Cool. You can go hear all about it at kbmod.com. Have all the episodes, all three hundred. I'll have to go them. back and do my yeah, research, do my lore research on KD now. I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> cool. All right. I will say, uh, I wasn't convinced about the difference in uh, 4K or in HDR, but after I mainly mm. just been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn to kind of test out the difference, and that game just—I mean, it's only checkerboard upscaled, but it just looks fucking incredible. <laughs> like I cannot believe yeah. how good that looks. I saw you tweeting about that uh, this week. You were you were pretty yeah. Good. Yeah, I just tweeted a bunch of screenshots because uh, that that photo mode they have for like the share option is pretty mm-hmm. good. But um, yeah, it's been fun. Cool. All right, Brandon, how was your Thanksgiving? Talk to me. It was good. We uh, this was the first I think the first time since we've lived here in California that we've stayed in town for Thanksgiving. We typically go back home, um, but we had mm-hmm. a lot going on this year, and you know we're going home for Christmas, so they're they're so close. It's like it's it's kind of hard to. Like cross country yeah. flights, you know, three weeks, uh, three weeks away from each other. So um, we stayed here this uh, this time and had had Thanksgiving over with uh, with John and his wife. Nice. And cool. um, and instead of doing turkey, we decided to do prime rib. Which Ooh, uh, excellent, wow. excellent choice. It was like yes. Thanksgiving. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a strong, strong choice that uh, that I recommend to anyone. Uh, because so we do in the prime rib and I don't, you know, I don't really cook that often, uh, or make my own food from scratch, but I thought, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. Let's do, let's do need horseradish, like prime rib and horseradish. Absolutely. So I was, I was in charge of making horseradish sauce. Mm. And, uh, so I had never done this before. Mm. I actually did not even know what a horseradish looked like. Um, but the answer is it looks like uh, it looks like a stick. It looks like a dirty stick, um, but it's not. So you have to you have to basically peel it kind of like a potato, and then on the inside it's you know it's white. And like once you peel the skin off, boy, it like it makes your it makes your eyes water kind of like onions do. Like it is very tough to actually sit and do. Um, so peeled peeled the horseradish kind of chopped it up and then you put it in a food processor and you add like uh you add like sour cream and some other stuff to give it a little more you know creaminess um but yeah so it was like in the food processor it it basically takes up you know feet of the kitchen like if anyone is in the kitchen Mm. it will make their eyes hurt uh but the final product Mm. the final product was well worth it it was i mean it's it was so good like the prime rib and the, the homemade horseradish sauce it was just fantastic. So, and we had, you know, we had like, uh, we had other stuff too. We had like asparagus and sweet potatoes and other kind of more normal mm-hmm. Thanksgiving fare. But, uh, yeah, prime rib, man. That's, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try and advocate for that for future Thanksgivings. Cause like turkey's fine, but yeah. prime rib is just like, it's, it's a, it's an event. I don't think there's ever a bad time for prime rib. I don't think like prime rib can ever be disappointing on any holiday. It's yeah. just so good. I don't. I can't remember the last time I've had. I think I was probably out and about. I don't think I've had prime rib in like a home setting in a very long time. But yeah, it's oh, it's I'm one sorry. of my favorite. You know, it's just one of my favorite meats to to have. Um, and just the horseradish is what makes it. So I was glad that that turned out really well. And um, and like we, you know, it was 
the, the nice thing about making your own is you can kind of make it as spicy as you want. And so we sort of tried it at the first and it was like, yeah, maybe not quite, not quite there. So you just basically keep adding raw horseradish to your sauce to get it gotcha. to that, that spice that you want. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, John and I both like, both like pretty, you know, pretty, pretty spicy horseradish sauce. So, right. um, so we had like, we got it to the point where you, you didn't want to, you didn't want to get too adventurous with it, you know, kind of like, um, definitely, definitely like spicier than what you get out of a, I don't know, craft or something. Right. Yeah. It had some kick to it. You, you, yeah. yeah. You don't want your, you don't want that, uh, mansy pansy. Yeah. Like you can you actually, want, you know, you could see the horseradish pieces in the, in the sauce. And it was just like, that was, that was what made it for me. So that's going to be, I think one of my go-tos, um, for, for the future, you know, when we're going to have a prime rib event, like maybe at Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or Easter, who knows, find a good excuse to have prime rib. Uh, it was pretty easy to make. So, you know, I feel comfortable being in charge of that again in the future. All right. Well, prime rib, I mean, we can jump into what we've been eating before what we've been, what we've been playing. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Any other Thanksgiving dishes, Katie, that uh, you want to shout out or it um, doesn't have to just be Thanksgiving. I mean, could be anything that we ate this week. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing too adventurous this week, but like, do you have any update on the Wendy's situation? Are you no longer eating at that? Oh, point? no, I'm no, I'm not really going to Wendy's too much now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> I, I mainly was going to Wendy's before purely out of convenience before I became smitten. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, not, not too much anymore. Uh, mainly for Thanksgiving, like working, uh, Thanksgiving night was when, uh, mm. that we actually had food catered for us that time, that night. And, uh, mm. lucky for us, it was turkey that was cooked beautifully, actually good turkey, not dry, terrible turkey. So that was lucky. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good food there, but, um, yeah, just, you know, typical, uh, Thanksgiving fare, you know, I was just going to say, yeah, I didn't have anything too out of the ordinary. Like my mom makes a lot of the classics and, uh, her green bean casserole is always really good, but I feel like everyone likes, likes their mom's green bean casserole. Uh, she makes these bran rolls they're called that are so, so good that I haven't really had anywhere else. So just that bread component of the meal is always like, they're a little labor intensive, oh, yeah. but she 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 saves for Thanksgiving, so that's good. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing like nothing to compete with prime rib, Brandon. I'm not gonna lie. I may have had a more eventful Thanksgiving as far as things that happened that weren't necessarily related, but food wise, I don't know. Prime rib's hard to beat. That's like the Trump card. That's yeah, like the I yeah. walked on the moon card for <laughs> for, for for Thanksgiving. Like I had yeah, lobster. Rib. And uh, by the way, I made my own whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> To say, you know, um, I was going to say with the horseradish preparation that you were saying, it occurred to me, that's one thing that, I mean, just knowing from cooking a few things here and there and one mantra my mom always says is like, you can always add more. You can't easily subtract. Yeah. That is. And like with horseradish, I guess if you just go way too hard early, like you were saying, you just incrementally add it and taste it as you go. That could get yeah, real rough. I was, kinda, I was a little bit worried about that at first because the, the recipes, you know, we're looking at recipes, but it, it's hard to kind of judge how much we needed for four people. And so we're, you know, put, we had a whole horseradish, which is, I mean, it's a lot for, I don't know how much you could make with a whole horseradish, but we definitely didn't need all of it. And, right. uh, and so we're making it and we ran out of sour cream and sour cream is kind of like the base of the sauce itself. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted right. to, if you wanted to, uh, 
cool it off a little bit, you know, less spicy, you'd want to add sour cream. But we were out of sour cream. I was like, well, uh, I guess, you know, we're going to just kind of wing it from here. But yeah. luckily it was it was on the milder side when we started. And so we basically just like, is it still too mild? All right, let's top, toss in like another, ta- you know, another tablespoon of horseradish, mix it up, <laughs> try it again. So we were basically just kind of testing until we got it right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, with horseradish sauce, like... It's it's kind of tough to go back once you once you've put it in. <laughs> once all the radish is in there, yeah. Yeah. Man, what makes it horserad? I don't even. Know. Did you did you do? Any I don't know. It does, I mean, it doesn't look like a radish. Like if you Google if you Google pictures mm-hmm. of horseradish, yeah. I it's I mean, it literally it doesn't quite it doesn't feel like a stick, obviously, um, but it looks if you just saw it on the ground, like legitimately, you probably yeah, would I, think it's a stick. I see the stick uh, comparison for sure. It's uh, it's it's definitely one of the ugliest uh, vegetables I've ever seen. Mm. So it did um, not it did not look very appealing. But then once you once you peel it, the inside just looks like you know kind of white potato like texture. So mm. it's uh, yeah, you definitely have to get rid of all the skin. It just looks gross. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Well, we were in sync on that gotcha, Katie. We both said gotcha at the same time, though the oh, intro yeah. to this podcast was not quite as smooth. But that gives me hope that we can uh, that we can get there. Yeah, the um, potential's there. We just gotta vigorously work on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about what we've been playing a little bit, Katie. Zen, how about you go first? What sure, games have you yeah. been delighting in? You alluded to one a little bit earlier when it came to the 4K stuff. But, uh, yes, yes. So. Yeah, just more Horizon. I didn't really deep dive into that game too much. Just something about those, like Horizon in gameplay doesn't really do too much like new. I feel like it feels very much like just open world, visit, visit all the X's on the map, do all the quests, and like you don't really have a lot of choice in the game. It's got like fun gameplay and it's a visual marvel, but I mean it's 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 kind of fun just to play and like look at the graphics. But, uh, yeah, that's been interesting. Like, so there's something about those open-world kind of games that they kind of struggle to grab me. I don't know what it is. But other than that, uh, I've just been trying out other games, and I've uh, I tried out Sonic Mania, which I own on PS4, which actually uh, plays native 4K on PS4 Pro, which, I mean, it's, you know, Sonic. It should be. And... Uh, like you wouldn't think a game that's kind of like pixelated like that wouldn't look that good in 4K, but seeing seeing it in motion is just like that game just looks phenomenal. Like, and it's what's great is that compared to the old HD like main living room TV we had is that uh the the old one had a bit of input lag on it, and this one does not have like very much lag at all. Oh, that's nice. And uh, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun and just really falling in love with that one again. I'm really. Sad that Sonic Mania isn't on sale on Steam right now because that game is just incredible. I would buy it twice. But uh, other than that, let me. Mm, you know, it's been a couple weeks since I talked about what I've been playing. Let me open up here. Oh yeah, Battle Right. I've actually uh, I've only two hours played, but uh, Battle Right recently went free to play on Steam, and I have some friends that are into it. And uh, like because I, oh man, well I uh, some some friends convinced me to jump back into League of Legends. <laughs> and uh, played played through enough games to get a competitive ranking again, and uh, I got a, I got a, I got a nice silver three. You know, not not terrible. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's that's, worse. Uh, that's, yeah, that's better than I actually thought you would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's not CS:GO where it's literally silver one or silver. Yeah, silver one. Yeah. 
Let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I can hear uh, his voice um, starting to. Uh, don't worry about it. Yes, go, I, don't worry. The veins are popping. <laughs> but uh, I don't really have a drive to <clears throat> to kind of you know play game after game of league to improve my rank because I just don't give a shit about that game. Just mm-hmm. I can never seriously get into league because movement and combat in that game just feel has always feel, felt like stilted. Especially if you're playing like a support character where you have like three different items that have active abilities that you need to manage at the right time. Maybe I just suck. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. bit too much for me to handle. But it just controlling that game, I've never been fond of the click where to go kind of control method in Link. And then also just inherently when you've got 5v5 gameplay going on, it doesn't matter if you win your lane. It doesn't matter if you do well. Because if your top and mid and jungle are both garbage, which 90% of the time they will be, the game is lost. And mm-hmm. so I wanted mm-hmm. that kind of MOBA fight style without having to rely on a team too much. And then I picked up Battle Right, which is pretty much just, uh, it's MOBA style, but you move with WASD. And uh, it's just two-on-two or three-on-three fights using the champions instead of uh, characters. There's no items or anything like that. It's just kind of brawling. And uh, it's like arena fights. There's like an orb in the middle you can capture to give you a health boost. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've just been queuing in that game and uh, just trying to learn the characters. And Battle Ride is fun as fuck, dude. That game is just a lot of fun. I'm out. I'm a little... God. I, I oh, like I think the whole... Mean, yeah. I, yeah, no, everything you said about it, it appeals to me. Like the fact that it's not... You don't really have to worry. You, you know, you don't have to play a long-ass game and worry, rely on teammates. It's mostly just focused on the, the fight. Right. The, right, uh, that's this. I kind of like that. Exactly, and not really speaking too much about the, like what I've been playing for a second. I was thinking about League, and why that game is so successful, and why people still play it. Mm-hmm. If it's just these long, almost hour-long games, where it's most likely going to be filled to the brim with toxic children. Mm-hmm. Like, what brings people back? I I feel like it's because when you have a game that's like League, you, you don't do crazy stuff from the beginning. You have to play incredibly well and work with your team, and you have to make an inv- a solid, big investment into a game. I mean, depending on, you know, what kind of people you're up against, you have to make an investment. And I feel like it's kind of that way with PUBG and League also that what kind of brings up the replay value is you have really long games that you need to make an investment into to mm-hmm. reach that point. Because when you watch League videos, you're watching highlight videos of people doing off combos and you know, team fights and, you know, like one of you uh, pentacles or things like that. It's those happen so rarely. And like winning a game in PUBG, you have like, you know, one in 100 chance. I just, I just thought that was interesting that I think to a lot of people, the length of the game uh, is an attractive like feature, like building a character. Yeah. I don't know if people necessarily like the length of the games, but I think, again, I think it goes to what you said about the, the amount of time you have to invest into a league or, or a game like a MOBA. Uh, you're already kind of like once once you're in and, and you enjoy it and you get that little thrill of like winning or some of those moments of elation uh, after all that time and grinding spent, it's hard to kind of just like, because I, I never really enjoyed the length of the games. I thought that was more of a negative thing when it came to mm. um, league in general. So I don't know if it's so much people mm. liking the length of it as they're just, they've already invested so much time into it that it's just a game that they're not going to quit because and I mean, also the fact that it's right. free, but I mean, I, I think the same thing. And um, I'd say that's similar to like even Counter Strike in general. I mean, Counter Strike matches are anywhere from like thirty, twenty minutes in a stomp, which is not necessarily right, always right. 
an hour if it goes if it goes the distance. So those those games yeah, that have true. a higher skill cap and and take a lot of time to to get used to. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the building. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like I can see the building aspect or, or like escalating aspect in CSGO as well for like, you know, if you want an op, you actually have to like consecutively win rounds to earn the right. economy and like, you know, so it's kind of, I just thought it was an interesting tangent to go on, but yeah, speaking no, of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, trying to convince us to play battle Red together. We did play some, uh, vermin tied together with, uh, we did. And, uh, not Tubnips. Yes. Well, yeah, Ferb, not right? Tubnips. Or, uh, well, Tubnips and Ferb, yep. Mm-hmm. Ferb, right, yeah. And that was fun. That really, yeah. <laughs> I heard it was Left 4 Dead 2 with rats, and it completely delivered. It was Left 4 Dead 2 with rats. It was definitely. Yeah, you, you played a lot more than I did. I did that uh, dip out early, but it was a lot of fun. It was um, good. It was, uh, it was a good time. It's definitely, we picked it up on sale. I don't know if I would have bought it for, I think it's like $32 normally. It's probably on sale right now. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think it's uh, like 7 or $8 last I checked. With the, the that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good value. Um, I definitely want to play more of it um, down the road. But um, <laughs> were, yeah. you, were you there when Tubnips uh, broke down laughing for an hour straight? Oh, no. I, I, I wasn't okay. playing with Tubnips at all. I had to, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, anyway, I'll, all I'll say is there, I don't know what happened, but Tubnips told her that's what she said joke and then proceeded to literally uncontrollably laugh for an hour. And it was, it's, I mean, we were, we, I mean, we were crying. I was crying laughing by the end of it. It was one of the most, oh, so man. I'll never forget Vermintide, uh, for that. And, uh, I have to watch that. That sounds anyway, you, you can find some clips of it, but then, and then Tomb started doing this thing where he was playing Pennywise the clown. And when Tomb does Pennywise the clown and his, voice and accent it's just oh my god so anyway that was uh, it was quite an experience but yeah i'm definitely down to to play more of that and i feel like it's there's a decent amount of depth in that game and um like all the stuff that you like unlock and i don't know i was definitely impressed it was definitely right yeah with all the items you get yeah for sure yeah but uh let me see i'll go quick i just have a few weeks of a week's worth of games played uh the new pokemon came out pokemon ultra sun and, you know, that's been fun. Uh, yeah. Evil Within 2, I've been trying to give that game more of a chance, you know. Trying to accept it for being what it is because it's like <laughs> Evil Within 1 was basically not Resident Evil. And Evil Within 2 is kind of seeming like this is not Last of Us, <laughs> you know. Mm. But um, it's the, the gameplay has been fun. And it's just it's really surprised me how it's continued to keep the tension up. And to actually be legitimately, you know, tense and almost scary, because all things considered, you know, it's so. I mean, it's an interesting game. I, I don't like. There are a lot of things I dislike about it, as far as story, and uh, you know, voice acting. Good God, the voice acting! I, I can't stand it. <laughs> but uh, other than that, there's this game, uh, One Shot, that uh, I didn't play too much of yet. Yeah, about a little over an hour into it. It's an RPG maker game. Uh, it's a meta game, kind of in the same vein as uh, Undertale or more recently Doki Doki Literature Club, and uh, it does thing. It does those similar kind of things really well, and it's been a really fun game so far. It's been really, it really grabbed me. I need to hurry and finish that. Yeah, one shot. It's on sale now. It's six ninety nine. I can already tell you, it's incredible. Like seventy nine minutes played, and it's I can already tell it's a masterpiece. Like, wow. For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't speak too soon, but from what I've played, it's had a really strong opening. But uh, 
Yeah, I recommend that. And yeah, that's all I played. All right. All right. Good, uh, good mix of stuff there from KD. What about you, Brandon? What have you been playing, if anything? Uh, I've, let's see, I've had some free time to play some games while I've been off for a few days. Um, I got into a little bit of PUBG, uh, with a few people. I hadn't played that in, in a while actually. Um, but that was, that was fun. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not digging real deep into that cause the, everyone who's been playing on the PTR and trying out the vaulting and stuff says they really like it. So I'm kind yeah. of in that, uh, in that sort of waiting mode where like, I don't, I don't want to play so badly that I want to deal with the bugs on the PTR, but I can kind of just like play other stuff in the meantime. And then I feel like I'll probably go deep on PUBG again once, like once mm-hmm. those updates are out. Um, but I've mainly, I've just honestly still been pretty engrossed with Diablo. We've, we've had a kind of a still a group of people playing this season and I've gotten a, a character pretty much to the highest, um, greater rifts, uh, level that I've ever gotten a character to. I'm I'm able to do greater rift like 90 or so, which is not incredible, um but is definitely better than you know, a lot of people ever get to. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that and uh still yeah. enjoying that. I'm probably not going to I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of getting close to being done with uh with my Diablo fix this season. Um but we'll see. And uh and then credit man, you stuck with you stuck with Diablo, dude. When a lot yeah. of people have just given up, you you're a hard you're a hardcore hardcore Diablo player. I yeah, it's, it. I mean, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing to grind, and the nice thing is you can yeah. you can kind of grind it on your own. Um, but we've still had a we've still had a, a good group of people playing, probably four or five of us. Where when I've been on the past several days, like there's someone to play mm-hmm. with, um, and that makes it more fun, even when the the grinding gets kind of mindless. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of I feel like I'm maybe coming out of that, but it's been it's been a lot of fun to pour more hours into that. And uh and I I just I mean I think Diablo is a great value for what it is. Like there's no there's no microtransaction, there's no, you know, there's no BS. Um you're yeah. basically just grinding and playing the game you already bought. Nice. And um I bought uh oh, quick aside, the Steam Link was 5 bucks apparently uh over yeah. over the break. I, uh, I don't need a Steam Link, but I bought one. Wow! Uh, so, yeah, um, I figured it, it's a, a useful thing to have should I ever decide to do some some gaming on my TV. Yeah, so I oh, picked yeah, one of those sure. up, and yeah, uh, I, I have a Steam Link, and uh, they're great. I mainly just use it for anything I can't get on my Roku. Like I just mm-hmm. use my PC to like blast it to my TV in the living room, but. Uh, I've tried gaming on there, and it actually, like, if you've got a good wired connection, like, it's a very small amount of lag for identical quality, really. Like, yeah. they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Um, so we'll see. I don't I, I don't currently have my TV downstairs wired. Um, it's all wireless. So we'll we'll see if okay. we'll see. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably try it out and see how the how the response time is for wireless, but. Um, you know, mm. I could, I could definitely see myself using it and for five bucks, it's like, who cares? I'll, I'll give it a try. Exactly. I'll see if, I'll see if it's useful, if it's, if it's something that I want, um, you know, and like maybe, maybe it opens up a new way I want to play games. Um, but if not, oh, well, it was five bucks. The shipping was more right. expensive than the unit. The shipping was like seven <laughs> yeah. bucks. Um, but then also, uh, I, I was mentioning before the cast, uh, Wolfenstein two kind of out of left field went on sale for 50% off. 
which mm. uh, I wasn't like I wasn't really waiting on Wolfenstein Two to go on sale. I just hadn't decided to buy it yet. Like I knew I was going to, um, but once it went on sale and it was thirty bucks, I mean it's a practically a brand new game. Uh, I was like, yeah, let's you know I've got I've got some free time to play over the Thanksgiving break, so uh, pick that up. And I'm only I'm I'm maybe only like a couple hours in, so I'm not you know, and I and I haven't been moving very quickly. Um, so I don't really have a ton to say about it yet, except that, you know, they're, they're definitely like the story already, I think is pretty, pretty gripping. Um, I think it's, it's, if you liked the, if you liked the previous two games, like, uh, Old Blood and New Order, I think that you will probably like Wolfenstein too, cause it's kind of, it kind of feels like more of the same. Um, the gameplay so far is like, honestly, a little, almost forgettable. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think Wolfenstein's... Well, in the sense that it's it's not really it's not a, it's not much different than the other games. Like right. you can you know you can dual wield machine guns, and that's cool. Except that like you know the the that the new kind of wears off of that, and mm-hmm. at a certain point, like dual wielding is actually really like not a super smart way to play the game because it just wastes a bunch of ammo. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like you kind of have to. I feel like you kind of have to marry the desire for or gameplay and like the smart way to play with the desire to like use, use weapons that are more fun, but like waste a bunch of ammo. Um, and also I had heard from some people that the game is pretty challenging. Like it's, you know, it's that people are dying in a lot of sections. Um, Mm. I kind of like, I kind of see that, uh, on the default difficulty, there were a few parts where Mm. like, I would just, I didn't really expect to die. Um, but I did like, there were just more enemies than I expected to encounter all oh, at the same yeah. time. Um, so I actually dropped the difficulty one level, um, just cause like, I'm not, I'm not really there for the super challenging, you know, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it was kind of, it kind of just felt like the spots where I was dying were like, there were just a few too many enemies. It wasn't, it wasn't like that challenging. It was basically me having to go behind a wall you know, and, and make sure that I don't make sure that I don't run and gun. Like it sort of punishes running and gunning a little bit. Uh, cause you, right. just all, you just keep running into enemies and you don't find enough health packs before the enemies get a few shots into you. So, um, anyway, but like, I think the, the gameplay is fine. Ultimately, I don't really think that's, I don't really think that's what people are there for. If you've already played the other ones. Um, mm. but the story so far is pretty good. Um, and I, like, I can't, I can't say too much. Like, I think it's, probably worth 30 bucks um just from what i've played so far but i don't know quite how long it is like i don't i'm not quite in far enough to be able to say you know this is amazing this is all right uh but i'm hoping i can i can finish that up in the next week or two um but yeah i mean it's, it was on sale for 50 percent off so it seemed like a no-brainer to me and if you enjoyed the first two games it's probably a no-brainer for you too okay yeah i played through all of the uh the first one on uber hardest difficulty so hearing that it's even harder oh my god i just i i don't i don't recall uh thinking about wanting to change the difficulty in new order and old blood whereas Mm. this one it was like i don't know maybe maybe because i went into it having heard some things about that like it's possible that i was predisposed Uh, but uh but i don't remember ever having real difficulty uh chewing through the enemies at the default difficulty on the other games and this one, there were a couple spots early on in the game where I was just like, oh, I didn't expect to die. And, like, it does a good job of of saving, like, the checkpoints. So it wasn't a big deal. It was mostly just 
I wasn't getting a ton out of trying to beat all of these different enemies. Like I really just want, I'm there for the story. So, um, so I notched it one, one level down. Uh, but if you did it on Uber, I mean like that's, that's crazy territory anyway. Oh my so God. Sure, I could sure not beat that final boss without cheesing the shit out of the dude. It was, <laughs> oh my I, God. I don't and doubt there are plenty. It. Oh my God. I never again. I think maybe it must've been an hour of attempts before. Like, yeah, but see, you're, you're, like, you're there for that sort of experience. I'm, I'm not. Like, I don't want to play against mm-hmm. the same boss for an hour. I, cause, like, I just kind of, I want the payoff. I want to experience the fight. You know, hopefully there's some cool mechanics, but ultimately I don't want to bang my head against it. Cause, like, I just want to experience the story of Wolfenstein, which is a mm-hmm. weird okay. thing, which is a weird thing to, to think about saying, um, yeah. compared to the old right? Wolfenstein games, but, like, the the games there, I feel like now the games really are more about the story uh, in Wolfenstein. Like in Doom, it was about the gameplay more than the story. The story was like yep. fine, but the gameplay was really where it shined. I sort of feel like Wolfenstein's the other. Wolfenstein is like id's story series now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really mm-hmm. odd to think about. Like you wouldn't expect it, but just the direction and the characters are all so good in yeah. Wolfenstein. And they really like they humanize. Uh, bj blaskowitz in a way that you know like you just I, I don't think that i don't think the original creators of wolfenstein back in the day ever ever would have thought that that bj would be the like deep character he now is yeah you know in this yeah. story right it's, that's uh, kind of cool to see though yeah yeah it's i think it's been pretty good so far um so there's there's only there's only been one there's been one scene that people had talked about early on in the game. That's uh, that's mm. definitely like a little a little jarring. Um, mm. So it's a it's definitely an M rated story. Uh, but okay. you know that's that's what you're that's what you're there for. You're there for you're there for some of that edge. Right. Absolutely, yeah. You um, probably not a game you want to give your uh, <clears throat> six year old nephew uh, for a Christmas present, though. Uh, Absolutely not. Might have some mad uh, family members. Absolutely with, uh, not. That that mature rating from what I've played so far is well deserved. Yep. Okay. Very cool. And then I'll go real quick, and then we'll jump into uh, some uh, news. It was funny, Brand. When you were talking, I was like, "Man, I wish you had gone last when you talked about no microtransaction bullshit." <laughs> that's going to be a lot of what we discuss. Oh yeah. In the just a little foreshadowing, but um. Yeah, as far as the only game I really want to talk about that just blew my mind, which I wasn't here uh, last week to be able to talk about it, was, uh, and I, it's been talked about a ton by KD, who is the one who recommended this game to me, but Doki Doki Literature Club is a fucking masterpiece. And again, this is coming from somebody I don't watch anime, I don't give a fuck about anime. I've never played a visual novel before, really. I, well, I played the one visual novel that involved where you were at like a bird academy, uh, Hateful oh, boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's awful boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I played that, which it was kind of funny. But this game starts out very much in that vein. All I will say again, especially audio listeners, if if you haven't, if you have no idea what Doki Doki Literature Club is, you're not into anime like me or anything else. Don't look anything up. I think experiencing it with somebody else is really good too. Play it with somebody else so that you can they can bear witness to what's going on in that game. Because, I, I, Katie, I think you had played it with a friend, too, right? And so, like, you were yeah. able to kind of, like, be like, is this happening? You know, like, not to spoil anything, but it's it's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good. Uh, definitely up there uh, among the 
favorite experiences I've ever had gaming. I think it's also, uh, when I was raving about the Emily is away, uh, kind of stuff with it's, it's in that kind of vein, but I think even a little bit more crazy. Um, right. so yeah, really, really, really cool experience. Definitely check out and it's free. I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, it's a free game. Yeah. I'm so I think you can. Yeah, I, I mean, even yeah, Brandon. I think you would have uh, you would have a blast with it. It's, it's yeah, because on top of all that it stands for, it's just incredible writing. Also, like it's just a well made like visual novel, like a book. Like exactly, so. yeah, that's just it's so well written and um, yeah, it's it's really really solid. So that was yeah, that was definitely a surprise one. But I mean, Katie, I have to say, you did not steer me wrong. And you, I mean, again, and I was like, man, he's really never is he overselling this? But you weren't. You weren't. Good. Um, Man, I can't tell you the smile I'm wearing right now hearing that. <laughs> yeah, well, I gotta I'm give credit where credits do, you know? We, it's, 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 I gotta give it to you. Yeah, I, uh, last night, I didn't get a chance to reply. It was like 2 a.m. or whatever time it is in Finnish land. But, uh, mm. uh, or, or, or Finland, not Finnish land. Hume <laughs> <But, laughs> sends me a message saying, oh my god, Doki Doki Literature Club is incredible. Yeah, I yeah, Tomb played it recently too. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that's a great, it's a cool experience. That, that um, game really uh, strongly affected me because uh, how do I describe this without spoiling it? It was uh, one of the things you're supposed to do. Uh, I found out without having to be told from an outside source or one of the extra mm, things you see. Yeah, uh, yeah, that happened to me, and like it just kind of made my heart stop. <laughs> maybe I was like too into it, but it was just, it was cool. Like it does things that not a lot of games do. And yeah, I yep. really recommend it. Very cool. Yeah. Other, other than that, um, that's really the only one I want to talk about. been playing some CS again, played some Fortnite last night, uh, with Stark and Nick Fenton, which will, that'll be up on his channel. I think at some point pretty soon. And I hadn't played the new Fortnite. I hadn't played Fortnite in a while and man, they added, a lot of shit to that game. There's now like cosmetics and stuff like that and challenges huh. and you can change uh, some stuff. And that, I mean, again, Fortnite is just a fucking pleasure to play. It's a pleasure. It runs so well. It's mm. so well optimized. The get you just, if you get, if you die, you're back in your lobby and you're requeued the game in 20 seconds max. There's no closing the game and opening the game and being like, Oh, do I have a memory leak or why can't we get in the lobby? It's, and I think the cartoonish, uh, the cartoon side of it kind of initially turns people off, but man, they've really dialed in like the rifling and the, the gun play, the audio in the game is really solid. Fortnite is fucking great. I mean, it's, and it's a surprise because I think we were really, I was skeptical when we had talked about, um, them kind of pivoting. Not that it didn't make sense, but like, were they going to make, be able to make a good battle royale game? And they're making like a really good battle royale game. It's it seems really, like they're sort of diverging solid. from stuff in PUBG. Like there's just stuff there, there's zany stuff that I feel like I'm watching in Fortnite that yeah I mean, now they have like the launch pads and stuff like yep. they're sort of the leaning pads. they're leaning in. Did into you see the, the Summit clip of uh, Summit riding the rocket to to, to no oh my god it's fucking sick I think I anyway, might have you seen can, it. You can jump uh one of the RPGs you can actually like surf an RPG if you time it right and he surfs an RPG into somebody's final base and kills two people. It's, it's, oh my God. it's disgusting. Super. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do. Like the kind of the building stuff isn't required. I mean, it is required in the sense of like you towards the end of the game, you're going to use that for cover and you can build a base if you want and stuff like that. But it's just, they've really struck a kind of crazy balance where I was like, man, will this be fun? But yeah, like there's a lot to manage sometimes when you're, when you're doing that, but 
they pull it off really well. Like the game design is really solid. Um, and yeah, I'll read what Yang said because he did say this earlier. He said Fortnite's future feels like quality of life updates and moving the game's content forward. Whereas for Yang, he said PUBG has been stuck in the optimization for goddamn ever. And that's, right. and it is, and that's a lot of the fatigue. It's like when I go into, when I go into Fortnite, it's not as, uh, obviously it's not a semi experience or anything like that. It's a lot more lighthearted, but I don't, I don't stress. I don't get angry. I don't, it's just a much, uh, I just have a much more rewarding experience overall. And I still get the thrill. I mean, it's still a battle royale. So there's a lot, you know, it's still got that, that, that kind of thing. And you also don't deal with the campaign in Fortnite like you do in, um, in PUBG, which again, I know they're different games, but, um, it's just a lot different. So anyway, definitely. And that, and it's free to play. It's free. So you don't, you know, you don't have to drop, you don't have to drop 30 bucks if, uh, if you just want to try it out, um, uninstall it if you don't, if you don't like it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, those were the, those were the two main ones I wanted to, uh, to talk about, but let's move on from, uh, free to play, uh, a game like Fortnite into, pay to play and then pay additionally to play the game in a way that's more fun. Um, I don't know, something like that, because I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, star Wars battlefront two has been, um, I would say mired in controversy since its launch. And this you've was a game mired that in controversy from before its launch, before its launch <laughs> to it is now launched and is still mired in controversy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, like I said, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that the backlash, uh, for, uh, how long you have to play that game, um, to unlock, uh, you know, heroes, uh, that you can use, uh, when you get enough battle points and all that kind of stuff. I think they did the math, uh, and it was anywhere around 40 to 50 hours originally, um, to be of gameplay time to be able to unlock some of these, uh, some of these features that people should say, you know, a lot of people probably say, I mean, they should just be unlocked off the bat or it should be much less time. Uh, Reddit blew up. People were doing analysis. Uh, and then, of course, you have the whole uh, system of, of microtransactions to be able to pay to unlock stuff um, with uh, with cases or uh, what are they? What are they in Battlefront? Are they they're not cases? Are they cases? What do they call them? Um, uh, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Them. I don't know. They're, they're loot boxes. Blue boxes, essentially. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, the backlash has been, uh, very strong and to the point that I don't, can't say this for sure, but it's looking like Disney is the one who told EA to pull the plug on the microtransaction loot crate stuff. Yeah. So this was like, um, this is like a rumor, really a rumor last week that we talked about yeah. that like maybe Disney. Yeah. Sort of force their hand. Um, right. but there was a there was an update or like a another article came out from the Washington Post, which yep. has a like I guess a direct quote or pretty much nails that like yes this call did happen. Um, and so a quote from that article, the Wall Street Journal reported mm-hmm. that uh, a call from uh, I believe Jimmy Pitaro, who is like a I don't know head. Big, big wig at Disney. Um, yeah. Oh, chairman of Disney's Consumer Products and Interactive Media Ooh. Division. Uh, Ooh, you fucked up. <laughs> big boy. Apparently, uh, the call, so there was apparently a call from him to EA's, you know, top execs or whatever. Uh, and the Wall Street Journal reported that the call was to express Disney executives' unhappiness 
at how the outrage, that outrage on Reddit and everything that Scott was mentioning, uh, yep. reflected on their marquee property. That was like a, yep. I guess, that appears to be a direct quote, reflected on their marquee property. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Disney, I guess, you know, it sounds like they did have um, some reaction to reading all of the vitriol online. Um, because, you know, Star Wars is, that's their baby. That's their, that's, that's the golden goose right now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. And so that was, uh, just interesting to see Disney sort of flexing their muscle, um, and apparently maybe, maybe influencing EA's decision to pull microtransactions because of all the outrage from it. And then that is not, that is not the only story. <laughs> That has come out of Battlefront 2 this week. Like, we had a bunch of these last week. But this week, uh, a legislator, uh, Chris Lee, a representative, uh, he is a representative from Hawaii, um, he called out EA mm-hmm. in, a, in a video yes, and did. called it a Star Wars-themed online casino. Ooh, <laughs> oh, damn. Mm. Uh, he had here. Here's a quote. It starts off. His quote starts off with "It's a trap," because of course it does. Because um, it's a trap, and this is something that we need to address to ensure that particularly kids who are underage, who are not psychologically and emotionally mature enough to be able to gamble, which is why gambling is prohibited under 21, are protected from being trapped into these cycles, which have compelled many folks to spend thousands of dollars in gaming fees online. <laughs> uh, I like that. I uh, I was t- who was I talking about with this? Uh, I was talking about this last night. I maybe it was Sarkin and Nick, but because because sorry to cut you off, Brandon, but I was just thinking about how like this has been going on for a while, and I love. I mean, it absolutely makes sense that now all the backlash. It's a, it's a Star Wars property. It's EA, but it's like how mad do you think? Uh, other companies are like, uh, I don't know, Blizzard and stuff like that, that have loot boxes, uh, that EA is the one that pushed it a little too hard mm-hmm. and a little too fast and mm-hmm. is now, now all of it's going to come under, under scrutiny. Do you think, do you think they're upset? Yeah. I mean, I, ha- I don't think they're happy. Um, right? because I think they're, like, they're going to get lumped into r- r- right or wrong. Exactly. Like, they're going to get lumped into the same conversation. This is what, I mean, this so. is what happens when you have examples like this. You know, once a, right. once a legislator kind of wants to make a name for themselves, getting involved yep. with this stuff, Making that can, this issue. Yeah, yeah. Like that, uh, so maybe it ends up being a good thing for consumers. Like who knows the, the, right. maybe the, maybe there will be laws created that help, you know, the normal folks, um, and make loot boxes more transparent. You know, we talked about how China has already done that. Yeah. You have to, you have to, um, disclose the drop rates for all your stuff in loot boxes in China. Um, but yeah, I think EA, you know, EA basically seeing what they could get away with and then that turning into a big public story, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna, a legislator is gonna pull that and say, Hey, you know, this is, uh, this is something either one, they want to build their career off it or two, they actually, you know, maybe right. are a gamer and are, you know, as upset as other people are, but they're in a position to do something about it because they're in the U S legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he, he, uh, yeah. this video, I guess, wasn't supposed to go live yet or something. Um, but then he made a, he, he made a follow up post on Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. and, and basically just said like, you know, he, he believes in this stuff and wants to, 
wants to get it fixed. You know, he wants to push through legislation. Um, there's a quote here. He says, these kinds of loot boxes and microtransactions are explicitly designed to prey upon and exploit human psychology in the same yeah. way casino games are designed. Uh, this is especially true for young adults who child psychologists and other experts explain are particularly vulnerable. These exploitive mechanisms and the deceptive marketing promoting them have no place in games being marketed to minors and perhaps no place in games at all. So we yeah. talked about this some last week, but like this is, I'm just, I'm kind of surprised that it actually happened so quickly. Mm. Uh, yeah. This is like, I, I think you're right, Scott. I bet the other companies who have been, you know, trying to tread the line between what is right. reasonable for, you know, for free to play games and all of that. Um, exactly. They're probably upset at EA for basically, you know, the, having a light shown in on the entire industry. And when they when they pass through legislation, they're going to point to these these ridiculous examples. Even though, as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, there are a lot of examples of of loot boxes and stuff that that aren't really that predatory, like aren't a huge deal. Yeah, uh, but they're going to get lumped into this, you know, in the same bucket as the stuff that is pretty gross and slimy. Yep, exactly. Right. And so that distinction, you know, regardless, I know some people are like, just burn the whole system down, you know, regardless of what uh, of what you think about that. But yeah, yeah, they're just all going to get lumped into the same thing. And I mean, again, and I'm kind of with you too. Like, it's a good thing in one sense. Like, I would like this to actually lead to a lot of the really nefarious and, and clearly predatory stuff uh, getting kind of wiped out or at least having some standards on what they have to do, whether they have to, um, you know, you have to prove you're a certain age to be able to do microtransactions that are, you know, I don't know. I, like, I don't know exactly how, I mean, but again, it's like, um, cause I was thinking about how to deal with that. It's like counter-strike is a mature rated game anyway. Right. Counter-Strike is a game, because we can talk about, like, again, if we want to talk about cases, opening cases, which, again, mm -hmm. is all cosmetic. It doesn't affect gameplay. But it's like you already have kids playing, and I guess that you could say their parents bought them the game or whatever else, but not really. I mean, they're just they're saying whatever their age is on Steam, and they're, they're paying with, with their parents' credit card, and they're playing these games. Um, how do you really control that kind of stuff? And maybe the only way to control it is to go after it like uh, this guy's saying that he's going to, but... I think that's, so see, that's my worry is and that's even the, and that's like, the, yeah. I think yeah. that uh, the, this representative seems well-intentioned, like, and I agree with a lot of the things that he's saying. What I think is going to be challenging right. is like generally the, the government is not, uh, does not have a great track record of like creating laws that contain the nuance that you would want to keep yeah. the good behavior in this system and get out the bad. So like right, right. we're un right. I think we're unlikely to see a law get changed or passed that that like specifies that uh loot boxes that don't like modify gameplay are okay and cosmetic we're, loot boxes are exactly. okay. Like the 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 law is not going to try and draw those fine distinctions. It's going to it's going to paint with a broad brush and I actually, I mean, we don't, it's not yeah. like we want everything to be outlawed. Like there no. are a lot of free to play yeah. games where they're, I mean, the business relies upon exactly. their, you know, cosmetic skins and stuff like that. Games like League of Legends and Overwatch and other games, like the reason yep. they're able to release a lot of content for free is because of those, those paying users who are buying the cosmetic stuff. But I yep. think there, there are systems where loot boxes are a net positive. 
but we know as we know as gamers and people who are constantly in this stuff we can generally <laughs> spot a good you know a good system from a bad system right the law is not going to try and do that and i think that's what companies no. should be worried about is yep. passing legislation like that worries me because maybe that does stifle a lot of good ideas because they will be too risk averse. They don't want to risk breaking the law. And, um, and so I don't know, like that's a, it's a big question mark, how, how the law can change to prevent these bad systems, but still allow for like innovation, you know, in, in the gaming space when it comes to like pricing models. Right. Yeah. We'll definitely have to keep, keep an eye on it. And um, I, I'm with you too. I'm always wary of the government ever getting in, especially because like when it comes to video games in general, you know, like I just, I think of, uh, or even like, well, music industry, video games, like the government's track record is generally not great when, you know, blaming video games for every violent shooting that, you know, it's like when it comes to the government and anytime, anytime you have like, you're exactly right. Stuff like, um, like music, like video games has been attacked like this in the past. Whenever there's an argument that's like, think of the children, generally right. that ends up yeah. in, you know, in legislation that has unintended consequences. Exactly. And they'll point to the worst examples to make laws that, you know, that fit what they want rather than what is actually the the best thing for the public or for the industry. So right. it's, um, yeah, I think like I can, I agree in principle with, with what, you know, this representative is saying. Yeah. My worry is that his, what he's espousing in principle there doesn't actually translate right. to written law in the in the same way. Yep. That's a good that's a really good summary. Um yeah, and uh so, so we'll take a look at look uh, we'll continue to keep looking at this as uh, as the weeks go on or and months go on and see if there is actually anything substantial substantially done on his end or if this continues to, to, to build up steam, but yeah, I, uh, I think there's a lot of companies just side eyeing EA right now and going, you absolute fuck ups. Like, please, right. like we were, yeah. we were riding under the radar or we were doing it in a way <laughs> that was like towing the line and we weren't going full scum Lord. And now you probably, know, you probably it, EA themselves too. I mean, like sure. other, other Absolutely. games that EA is going to put out, like yeah. you, you can bet EA as a company is going to be under the microscope after this. Oh so yeah, they've not only they've not only potentially back. poisoned the well for other other companies. They've poisoned the well for themselves. Yep, definitely. Um, well, speaking of poisoning things, um, you know, I feel like there's probably no better way to poison your fan base than to design a system that they are able to perceive is ripping them off. And folks, you know, listen, I, I've got a lot of friends that love Destiny. Destiny 2, they put a lot of hours into the game. I mean, I think some of them are probably sitting in this uh, Twitch chat at the moment as we record this live podcast. Um, and this, I, I don't want to say this shocked me, but I, I must have been, I just must have been focused on other things this week. I did, I missed this whole Reddit detective work that went into basically diehard community members of the Destiny community felt like they were their XP system was rigged in the game because they were noticing that they would be doing these uh, different uh, quests or raids and the XP bar initially would give them a certain amount of XP. And then 
after it did the first amount, which was 5,000 XP, it would seem to be giving them less XP going forward with a bar. Basically, there was an XP bar, I guess, and it didn't give you a number uh, after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. And it was, it, they thought, hey, something, something's off about this. And I believe we're referring to this as XP throttling, which, I mean, again, I'm used <laughs> to getting throttled by Comcast. I mean, we're, I just feel like we're getting all kinds of new lows with video games. And so this came out. Um, there was basically some Reddit detective work done. And Bungie basically came out and confirmed the findings of their community and said, yeah, uh, that's what we're doing. And, but they didn't say it in a way that was, you know, like, hey, we're sorry. They kind of said, we reviewed the data and we, they said, we agree that the system is not performing the way we'd like it to, <laughs> which oh is, which God. is, which is, uh, universal code for the, you caught us and, uh, we gotta, we gotta backpedal here pretty fast. Right. Um, and, and try to make this, uh, but I, so, I mean, again, which isn't going to give them any points from the community for, for the community having to find it and then them admitting that it exists. They said, today we'd like to describe what's going on under the hood and talk about what you can expect going forward when it comes to earning XP in Destiny 2. Currently, XP will scale up when playing longer or fixed duration activities like Crucible, competitive multiplayer matches, and the Leviathan Raid. And XP will scale down when playing activities that can be quickly, repeatedly chained, like grinding public events, which is what people were noticing when they would grind the same public events. It didn't seem like they were getting the same amount of XP after they would complete them. We are not happy with the results, and we've heard the same from the community. Effective immediately, we are deactivating the system. Which I, Brandon, you're you're somebody that you love good PR speak. Like you you can appreciate good PR speak. Oh yeah. Do you think, given the circumstances of them getting caught red-handed with this XP throttling, do you think this is the best statement that they could have done, without just saying like, yeah, we we did that, and we didn't tell anybody that we were doing that. I mean, uh, like, I think what do you, it's. What do you I think it is another it's another one of those cases where there is no winning for them. Like what right. is how are you going to make how you can't go back in time and be transparent. You got caught. Right. Exactly. And so I think in exactly. in this particular situation this is about as good as you can hope for that they literally turned it off like as they made this post. Right. I do think that it's it doesn't it doesn't really inspire confidence that no. they had to make this post in the first place. Like, I think this is the this this is a theme with with some games. Like, not always in the same way, but I feel like that this idea that they would implement some more complex system for how you gain XP than just this is worth this amount of XP, and each level requires more XP than the previous one. That's like a well-understood trope in leveling in any game at this point, right? As you gain, right. as you gain experience, you gain, you gain the same amount of experience, but more is required to move up. Sure. The fact that they, not on, they implemented a system that <laughs> throttled your XP the longer you played just strikes me as like, I would have liked, I would have personally liked to see why did you implement a system that clearly required more work to develop in the first place. Like, why did you decide that that was a thing you needed to do instead of the simpler, understandable, transparent system? Um, Exactly. 
That, and that, that I think, is the and, is the part that they don't explain here. They basically say, no, oh, yeah, no. it's not. You're right. It's We're not happy with it either. When the subtext is, we're not happy with it now that you we know that you're not happy with it. Um, right. So we're going to get rid of it. But like that sort of on on the dime, just like changing the system, it just speaks to like lack of forethought. Like, why did you do this in the first place? Right. Why, why well, did you not guess that people were going to be upset with this? Right. And this all goes back to the theory again. So you can these engrams these that you can buy. Well, again, these are cosmetic. So they're saying by doing the XP throttling, it's making the player feel like, man, I'm not really living up fast enough. I can go into the microtransaction store and I can just buy it outright. Which again, it's hard to argue. Again, I'm not like all conspiracy hat, but dude, we've been getting fucked by microtransactions in games for years now. <laughs> it's hard to not just say like they wouldn't want to be forthright about a system because like again, people aren't stupid. So if they have been pub, if they have been forthright and said, yeah, well, you're not going to get the same amount of XP redoing the same event over and over again. Um, Again, I think it would have gone a lot better. I don't think people would have been happy, maybe. Or maybe it would have been glossed over. Maybe people were like, okay, that makes sense, whatever. They want to make it slower progression so that you can't spam activities. I, again, I don't know what the community would have done. But like you're saying, them now trying to act like we've heard the player base. Like, yeah. you didn't hear the player base. They exposed your ass. Yeah. And right. now you're exactly. like, yeah, like there's nothing, like you said, there's no, there's no winning. And now... I mean, you can't tell anybody not to just assume that it's because it's going to push to the microtransactions and people go, yeah, you know, it looks like my XP bar is not moving that much. I can't prove it necessarily, but um, something feels off. Let me just buy this. I was like, this is a waste of time. Yeah, I think that's the, that like, this is a bad look, particularly right now. Like, this is a bad look for the current time when you have all this loot box stuff yeah. going on. Um, and I think the the tension comes from, what you were just talking about, like when when this sort of thing would happen or get exposed in games, you know, in the past, when they don't involve microtransactions, you can you can kind of take what what the devs post at face value. If they say, look, we implemented this system, but you know, to be honest, like we've been focusing on other stuff and we had meant to get back to this, but we didn't. And you know what? You're right. Like we we took a look at the data once you posted about it. And it's we we shouldn't we shouldn't have this right like this is probably the wrong way to go originally whatever we're getting rid of it now, and that would come off as sincere. Yeah. The problem you have yeah. here is that that yeah. might actually be the truth here, <laughs> right. but exactly. you have like to that. you can't assume that there's not some more nefarious motive at play because they do they have an incentive to have a system like this where you throttle at a certain point to get a little bit of frustration so you open your wallet. And right. that's the right. that's the problem is that it, it breaks down that trust. You want to yeah, be able to trust that what, what the devs are posting is the honest truth, but it's you can't trust that because they have this financial incentive within the structure of their game to have created this system that arbitrarily makes you just a little bit frustrated. And so I think that's that's the damage that comes from having loot boxes in your game like because you you will never get the benefit of the doubt and if you want that benefit of the doubt you can't you can't have this random element where if you get a if you get one little system wrong there's like oh well you could always just pay for it and i think the the destiny yeah. team is seeing that here like there's no reason we should trust them because they had an incentive to make this progression slower and they made it more complex like 
it's not like they forgot to do it. It's that they actually decided to make the system more difficult to understand and less simple. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think in this case the it's it's uh man, some serious Reddit detective work. There there are graphs involved. <laughs> like yeah, it's uh I don't know. I just don't. I don't even know. I don't know what you do if you're the Destiny team. I think you need to you need to be, you need to take more seriously the the fact that these systems are complex but like someone will break it down i think the thing the thing that we're seeing the theme is you will get caught if your game is yeah. reaches any level of popularity your your the thing that you think people won't notice they will notice it and the last thing you right. want the last thing you want is to be exposed in a in a ten paragraph Reddit post, like that's the last thing you want, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. It's dumb. it's. I mean, and, and then talk about like you could have just you could have looked like the the EA is shit in the bed right now, Bungie. <laughs> they're fucking they're hosing that sucker down. They've got four different kinds of diarrhea going on over there. It's a total shit dumpster fire storm. And then somehow, like, again, even if this was just a lack of communication, like, even if I'm going to believe the best about Bungie, and, and I'm not even invested because I don't, I don't, I'm not playing the game uh, in a diehard fashion, even if I can give them benefit out and say maybe, like, they weren't even going to necessarily, this wasn't a big thing for them to keep a secret. They just didn't disclose it because it was important. Like, they didn't feel like they needed to communicate it. Like Ying was saying before, like, to expect Destiny players, she was talking about how there was, uh, like, people in the Destiny community that noticed, like, two pixels off of accuracy for the hand cannon in Destiny 1. <laughs> like, this is a community that will dissect everything. So it's like you would think um, you would at least, for something that seems like t- to be this I- integral to the game, that you'd be like, yeah, we better have an answer for that, or we better communicate that, because they're going to find out. Um, and... Yeah, to not kind of be ready and be on your heels and be like, oh, yeah, our system is not working as uh, as well as we thought it would is, like, so weak. I just I, I think, the, I think I the, the fact that they made a system that is more opaque and more complex than what is, yeah. like, the standard and just has normal. been the standard in right. every game ever that has a progression system... When you want to you wanna change that and you don't, like, you don't think to be upfront about it, that XP doesn't like doesn't scale linearly right. with playtime. Right. That is just like I can't I can't think after now knowing right. this. Like why would yeah. you think that's a good idea? And if you do think it's a good idea, why would you not make it clearer in the interface or something? Like you're right. doing you're doing something that actually incentivizes people to play less. Which just like right. that doesn't it doesn't I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the in the meetings that happened for this like for this system. Because right. exactly. it's either it's either just like complete incompetence or mm-hmm. they did do it because they want you to spend money. Like there's really right. there, I don't think there's much gray area there for a system no. like this. Because it would have taken additional development work. Right. I mean and like you said, it could have taken a single notification for them to say uh, a disclaimer that like like you will not receive the same amount of XP, uh, but but like people are pointing out too with with the way that they address this, there was nothing saying that they weren't receiving the same amount of XP. The throttling was in the background, right? So that just by nature seems nefarious. Like you, yeah, exactly. Really, 
excuse that. Like if they wanted it to be known, they could have just said a disclaimer. Like if you repeat doing the same events, you're not going to get the same amount of XP. You're going to go down whatever a thousand or two thousand by if you do it five times in a row. Like it's like the most the the most forgiving explanation that that I could come up with would be a meeting you know mm-hmm. where they decide we want to do this XP throttling system. Um, and right. so the like the you know the develop the developers say okay well that's going to take like another week of development time or whatever, sure. and they and they say oh but we also need like notifications now that we're going to have the system in place we need to let players know that like they're moving toward getting less XP or something like that and right. and then like they say well we don't have time to do that like this is already going to take a week longer we don't have time to also put in new notifications and stuff and so the most forgiving explanation I could give is that like a bad set of choices was made that they decided to implement a system that was confusing. And then they didn't, they didn't implement the stuff that should have gone along with it, which is like, you know, if, if I'm going to run out, if I'm going to start getting less XP from public events or something, there should be like some meter or something where I know that I'm like out of the, the, the best public event XP. And I'm now on like, I'm now in grind mode where I've got to grind a little more right. to get less XP. Exactly. Like I think mm. there is a way that they could have done this system where players wouldn't have necessarily been upset about it. They might have still made Reddit posts about like I'm I'm not getting enough XP for the time I'm playing, but it would have at least been clear. And I think now they're in the worst they're in the worst of both worlds where yeah. players realize that one, it wasn't clear, and two, they've been grinding I mean, people have been grinding <laughs> this game for it. like over a month yeah. now. And on, on, on PC and even longer on console, like the fact that they're not going to go back and make this change retroactive, I assume, like they haven't said they're going to, so they probably aren't. So all that time people spent grinding, they just like, they're not going to get that time back. It's presumably a go forward change. So they've, they've angered all their hardcore customers by the fact that they've already done all the grinding and the, the people who do it from now on. They just get more. They're just going to get more for for less playtime. And hardcore players hate that. They hate feeling yep. cheated. That is like the cardinal sin, right? I mean, <laughs> like if you're a developer and you're you have a diehard community who really likes a product that you put out. To me, that I don't know if there's anything like making the community distrust you. I feel like has to be number one. Like that's like the foundation for. I mean, and again, not that there aren't casual players and stuff like that that will still play the game, but that's. That's a pretty. That's a pretty number one thing. Like, don't betray your fan base, or even act in a way that your fan base can seem betrayed. I guess, like, because sure, but like, I don't know. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, um, not crazy. Like, it's not surprising to me. But I guess, again, in light of like all the other stuff going on with uh, with EA and stuff like that, it's like, um, man, you guys really. really it's, just a ba- it's a bad time to be in the news for for something like to. this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, from... to end on a on a lighter note, <laughs> a lighter note. Yeah, good God, this Jeez, whole week, man. this whole week, like normally, normally Depressing Thanksgiving news. week is, is just no news at all. But this week has been like bad news, or like scandals, or just like negative, like drama. Yeah, it's not even news right. really about games. It's it's like meta news. But this one, this one's, uh, this one's kind of rough. So we we talked last week about how Marvel Heroes was going to shut down, mm. and uh, and they were gonna, they were winding down. Apparently, the company they were going to wind down Gazillion, the company that makes Marvel Heroes, 
and they were going to mm-hmm. shut the game down uh, as of December 31st. And uh, mm-hmm. and so that you know that seemed bad enough, right? That like people could buy stuff up until a few days ago or something right. um, in this game that's getting shut down in a month. Um, so that's that's pretty rough. Well, guess what? Um, as we apparently as we do this podcast, I have not verified for myself. Apparently, the game is actually already shut down. They apparently this came out earlier this week. They apparently just shut down uh, on Friday, and Gazillion laid off all of their staff the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, that's rough. That is that's, fucked up. That's a really rough. Apparently, one. again, I don't, I, this, I don't know how if this has been like fully substantiated because um, I've not seen an official statement come out. Uh, like the website's still up. Um, but there's no there's no official statement aside from the fact that they're shutting down the game December 31st. Apparently, like some gazillion staff had said on Twitter and stuff, they're not yeah. getting any severance or being paid for their their PTO, and that their medical insurance is ending next week. That's, that's not just like that's not just layoff. That's like that's uh that's like we have literally no money. Um, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, we got to cut everything off. Yeah, that's 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 like that's like uh, you know expect lawsuits from employees for lost wages type territory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that is not uh, that is not good. Uh, you guys talked about it last week, and so the thirty first. How long was that game? How long has that game been out for? It's been out since like 2013. It's been out for a while, but it's gone through okay. some different iterations. Like I think That's right. they ended up becoming free to play. Um, and as I recall, like the the free to play model was was kind of, was pretty aggressive because like they would gate heroes um, behind payment. So um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know anyone who played this game religiously, um, but I know it's gone through a few different a few different versions. And I think the Marvel Heroes Omega was coming out on PlayStation, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. and that and so that got canceled. Like, it just it seems like it's been pretty rough. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen this like something like this happen where they announce. Uh, it would have been like a little over a week ago, as we talked about it on last week's podcast. They announced a shutdown plan. And they're like, all right, we're going to shut down December 31st to make that announcement and then just fire everyone the day before Thanksgiving and shut the game down before you said you were like, what happened? How, how yeah, would they not have known? Happened. How would they not right. have known to, to just announce that when they did the announcement in the first place? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. What went down in between? Like, did they, were they just, were they just trying to like save face, which is not I have, good? I have no or idea. Really like, but like, yeah. how would you not know that you're going to be like? How would you not know the timetable by which you're going to be insolvent? Because it seems right. like that's the only reason they would have done this so quickly is if they actually yeah. had like no money and couldn't make payroll. Uh, right. But man, I mean, no official statement, no anything. It's just like finding out from ex employees on Twitter is just like. That's not the way you want that story to go. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so, wow, yeah. So definitely depressing. Depressing news. Sucks for, of course, everybody working uh, at well, working at Gazillion, not working at Gazillion anymore. Hopefully they find something to lay on their feet. But yeah, right before Thanksgiving, right before the holidays, man, that just taints your whole 
like yeah. laying off an entire like an entire company yeah. dissolving right before it's like, well, my health insurance uh, is uh, gone. Uh, they're not paying my. You can't even like. At least even if the company, if you get laid off or their company's going to fold, you're like, well, at least I can, you know, take a breather, relax for a little bit. Again, we don't, we don't know for a hundred percent about the overtime pay and the pay, like, yeah. but if that's true, it's like you get, having been laid off before in the pay, it's like, at least you get to breathe a little bit. It's like, nope, I got to figure out what I'm doing next. That's yeah, it's like normally when this stuff happens, there's at least some amount of compensation for the transition, you know, so that hopefully people aren't like, you know, their health and stuff isn't put in jeopardy, but just medical insurance being gone, like not being paid severance or PTO. That's like, I don't even, I don't even know if that's actually legal, like in, (laughs) in their state. Like some of this stuff is like, huh, I feel like you're probably inviting lawsuits from your ex employees. Uh, cause this is like pretty standard stuff. And I don't know, hope maybe hopefully there will be some, you know, some, expose or something on how this all went down but how i just i feel like there has to be some financial mismanagement or something like that they thought they had money yeah. they didn't yeah or something like how do you how does it get to this point where you make an announcement and then actually end up laying everyone off and shutting the game down like a month before right after you make that announcement um i just feel like that's you look at you look at that and you're like that's pretty disrespectful to all your employees. Like if you guys if you guys were going down the tubes, this announcement probably should have happened a few months ago, you know, so that like you could smoothly transition them instead of like people losing their health insurance and stuff. Yep. Brutal. Definitely. Definitely brutal. Um Katie Zen, how about you take us from just the depths of despair that we're in after having those three stories we just covered? Into a quick hit. Which this is, article was you know, actually written for you. This yes. it was. It was written for you, <laughs> and it's just a bright spot in just an otherwise just clusterfuck of depressing gaming-related stories. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so stepping away from just, you know, the downward spiral of the video game industry, mm-hmm. uh, we've got Bloodborne News. What? That game came out in 2014. Yeah. What kind of news could there be? Well... Let me take you back to 2014 when the game was coming out. Or, well, the game came out in 2015, but in PlayStation Experience 2014, there was an onstage demo of the game where they're playing through the Chalice Dungeons of the game, which are these randomly generated uh, levels you can go through. I personally didn't go too deep into them at all because, you know, it's not really any content adding to, like, the story of the game. But um, it's not a PC port. I'm sorry. I just saw that in chat. I'm sorry to spoil that. (laughs) Sadly. Oh, my God. Uh, and from the demo we saw, there was a certain enemy, uh, well, the, uh, an enemy that was like this undead giant that had these two big swords, which did appear in the full game as kind of like the boss character in the Chalice Dungeons. But the certain variant of the enemy in the trailer where one of the swords was on fire, the, for the longest time, it was assumed that that never made it to the final game because nobody could find that. Now, three years later, <laughs> people who have been dedicated to searching the Chalice Dungeons, because I'm confident there's still, still more stuff there that hasn't been found, because there are already enemies that are extremely hard to find, like the Hold Digger. That guy is like a ridiculously low chance of finding that enemy. Uh, but someone actually found that monster in the game three years <laughs> after the release. And it's just crazy, because... uh it's it spurred a bunch more people to start going into all the different possibilities of 
the challenge dungeons when enemies will spawn and it's just uh you know the, the games like this and dark souls they're just games that keep on giving yeah like even with dark souls one i'm finding out new stuff about it every single time i play and it's cool to see something like this and you know maybe it's possible someone before has found you know this monster but never recorded it or something because people in the comments are like oh yeah i saw this guy in my playthrough it's no big deal uh, but um actually publicly being revealed is uh i mean it's not it's nothing mind-blowing but it's really cool that there's still secrets about this game that's already filled to the brim with detail like still hidden away being found Think stuff like yeah. this, like little Easter eggs or awesome. things, things that remain undiscovered for a long time, are really part of the like the charm of games. Because uh, this this reminds me sort of of I don't know if you guys saw the story about or the like series of stories about the um, what is it in GTA Five, like the Easter mm-hmm. egg that that they're still like the community's trying to unravel, um, and mm-hmm. they still haven't fully figured it out. But there's like some very very uh-huh. complex. Easter egg in GTA Five with the like the mountain. I remember um, reading about that. Yeah, that they were working on it. Actually. Yeah, it's just like it's. I think it's so cool when there's stuff like this in games that gets found like years later. Um, I I don't know. It's just I feel like if I were make if I was making a game, I would want to put in something that has you know a really low chance of being found, but maybe eventually gets found. Is like you know, 0.1% chance of happening or something, or maybe, I don't know, maybe right. lower than that. Um, oh, yeah. I just think it's cool. Like, it adds the mystique of of the game. And I feel like the Dark Souls series already has a lot of that, but this just adds to that, like, adds to the mystery of the series. Definitely. Yeah, that All stuff right. is always super cool. And that, like, that you know, from my cynical, cold heart that you can't help but have if you pay attention or work in any kind, in the game industry in any form. Uh... <laughs> You, you know, it's stuff like that. It brings a little, you know, makes me feel like a, a kid again. You know, it makes me feel young again. Like when people are right. discovering that kind of stuff, it's like neat. It's yeah, a good, it's awesome. Positive story. It's a good story. So definitely, thank you for that. So, yeah, take us out. Uh, take us to the next. Take us to the next. Do quick hits. <laughs> right. Well, before I start my fourth playthrough for Bloodborne again to find this monster. <laughs> yes. But uh, here's a game that I will never play through again in my mm. entire life: Sonic <laughs> Forces. Now, I'm not sure. Now, if you're going to see Sonic Forces in the news for a second time on the KB Mod podcast, it better be for a damn good reason. And despite all odds, it is. Sonic Forces is getting a free DLC download where <laughs> for your OC that you make in the game, uh, you can, which you customize with different clothing and hats and things uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. you uh, can now download a shirt that has the art of the Sonic meme on it. <laughs> Poorly drawn Sonic on t shirt, which is just yeah. incredible. I mean Sonic yeah. has always been through, you know, their social media very really, meme. Yeah. Yes. Very endorsing memes and now it's showing in the games themselves. And I mean, this isn't really something I could be upset about or anyone can be upset about, but this is just I mean this meme is seven years old, according to Yeah. But it's it's incredible. It's living on. And so, yeah, if you, for any reason, plan on playing Sonic Forces, make sure you download the uh, the Stanic T-shirt. And then after that, you can play a good Sonic game, like <laughs> yeah, Sonic or Sonic Colors, <laughs> any of those. But um, 
But yeah, just this is so such deserving. an uplifting section compared to the the actual news section. <laughs> it was so much more uplifting. Exactly, this is, this is what yeah. games is about: missing yeah. monsters for three years and yeah. Danic meme T-shirts. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Sonic Generations is still on Steam right now uh, until November twenty eighth for six dollars, and it's absolutely worth it. I recommend everybody pick that game up. But uh, for our last quick hit, uh, PUBG has recently rolled out their private, uh, it's in their private test server, their new update, which uh, is featuring, I'm pretty sure the desert map is playable in that test server. Uh, but from some data mining, uh, three more weapons have been uncovered mm. uh, from, the, from the, the files, which include a flare gun, a Winchester lever action rifle, rifle, not rifle, a rifle, a Rhino Revolver, which, I mean, I see those articles, How to Make Your Man Come with One Easy Trick, <laughs> and then I just hear Rhino Revolver, and oh, that no. does it. Ooh, that makes the gears turn. And then also a, a, a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun, which is also mm. a treat. So, nice. so, yeah, just an interesting, uh, I mean, we got to keep PUBG in the news somehow. Dude. Absolutely. I mean, uh, well, they, yeah, the, <laughs> can't, we can't have a podcast without... I mean, again, it, it was funny. I was actually scrolling through just randomly on the website this article's on, and it's like, oh, look, uh, there's a PUBG article under that article. Oh, look, uh, another one. And it's just, God. Oh, my God, you're right. Entire oh, section's no. just dedicated to PUBG. I am mean, PC Gamer <laughs> has its own PUBG section, so. What I feel like uh, I feel like PUBG is just on, like, it's it's on the cusp of having a lot of new stuff. They're just... It's all yeah. in test, like the vaulting, right. the new map, new guns. Like they're, they're still, there's still a lot they're working on, but it's like it all is sitting in this, this limbo of their test server while they try and work on getting the core game out and out of early access. Um, right. I hope, I hope they don't squander that momentum, you know, going into, going into the next year. Cause like, you know, Fortnite is on their heels. We didn't put this in the news, but like, uh, Call of Duty Online in China is going to have a battle royale mode. Like, there's gonna oh never, my god, games are going to start having battle royale modes, and so I feel like <laughs> PUBG's got to capitalize on this this crazy oh. momentum they've had throughout this they year. They do. I, yeah. Speaking of every game having a f- I know battle royale say. mode, <laughs> do you? Because I got an email uh, that Warface has added a battle Ooh. royale mode, the, the free really? play shooter. Yes. That I played with Sark recently. They've added a battle royale mode. Uh, let's see if I can find it. But I was like, wow. I mean, not that it's super shocking, but um, battle royale is absolutely free. Start playing now. 16 player battle royale. Uh, <laughs> 16 player is what they is their back. Uh, what else is oh, in the email? They have what are they doing? more than They're 70 better. weapons, loot crates, airdrops, and the bodies of your enemies. Dynamic four-minute fights, which I don't know what that means. But I'm gonna have to try this shit out though. Players. Uh, the biggest what? in-game map and new in-game achievements. So this week on my stream, man, I'm testing out the Warface Battle Royale, dude. Sixteen. Yeah, we're doing it. I. Uh, wow. I mean, well, I, you know, go ahead, yeah. sir. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, yeah. I, I I laughed at that at first because I was kind of expecting. You know, I mean. Is something to closely follow, you know, Fortnite or PUBG. But right. the more I think about it, it's like, you know, 
I'd kind of be down for a more intimate, you know, engagement like that where you're not jogging across the entire map, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Something like uh, the Minecraft Hunger Games mod, you know, I could be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Uh, One more thing about PUBG. Uh, They did officially reveal two more weapons. I don't think we talked about this, but the EP-28, which is a new machine gun, which can be found everywhere on the new map. And then they're also adding an AUG that's only going to be in care packages. So... Gotcha. Cool. All right. So from super depressing news on the state of the gaming industry to some nice little treats to make you feel better to everyone's favorite section, the new releases. Oh, easily. Zen. Take us away again. I got it, baby. So first up this week, Star Ocean The Last Hope, hmm. uh, which is a game that was previously only on 360, then I got ported to PS3. Which I heard was good, but I didn't really give it too fair of a try because, I mean, just something about that game. There was, like, in the cutscenes, the characters look like Disney World mascots talking to each other the way they're animated. I just couldn't get into it. But uh, I love Star Ocean on the PS2. That's one of my – that's, like, my guilty pleasure video game. (laughs) And uh, that's not getting remastered, but The Last Hope is getting on – it's going to arrive on Steam. uh, And in the title is Star Ocean The Last Hope. 4K and full HD remaster. Yeah. So specifically, you know, as if you can ever play this game in 4K in 2017 on your computer. Uh, no word on a price yet, but yeah, November 28th, that'll be on PC. Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're into Star Ocean. There are two uh, trademark symbols in the name of this game. There are. There Star are. Ocean yeah, trademark, the last hope, and the trademark is after the dash. So is the yeah, last hope cool. dash... Is that the official name? Like, that's mm-hmm. the trademark name is The Last Hope Space Dash? <laughs> the CEO that's bringing up an E3 is just, like, <laughs> mumbling when he brings up the hyphen. It's like, the Star Ocean, The Last Hope hyphen. <laughs> hyphen, tam. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look uh, out for that. Uh, next up, uh, which there are certain indie games coming out which don't really appeal to me, but I throw in because uh, they're they're – more popular than others, there's this game called Driftland, the Magic Revival, which is, yeah. you know, a debut title from Star Drifters, which is a pretty badass name for a development team. But uh, it's a single-player strategy game simulation. Hmm. It's going to be launching in early access, and it looks like it has uh, quite a good level of polish. It's like you're uh, restoring the world, uh, sort of like a Bastion style. Uh, so yeah, hmm. it looks interesting. Uh, another promising indie title is seven the days long gone which is made from the same people that made a game called colad which came back came out back in like 2015 which is like a horror game i don't think too many people played that one but uh yeah seven the days long gone is a open world isometric role-playing game replace a master thief and uh yeah you know it looks better then bottom of the barrel, which is more than half the games on this website. Can I say that this it has nudity in it? So I'm definitely going to have to. Oh, absolutely. Nudity just pushes, pushes it over the edge for me. Oh, yeah. So. That's what really elevates it. Definitely. <laughs> but the art style actually looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Like you said, the, I'm saying the art style. The art style doesn't look like it lends itself to nudity. That's, that's where I'm really curious. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we gonna, is it a cutscene or. Am I just hmm. going to see my dude's ding-dong hanging around occasionally <laughs> if I get the right uh, skin, so to speak? I mean, what are we, what are we dealing with here? That would be in the loot box. So uh, yeah. yeah, probably. 
Both those games do have nice, nice looking art though. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, for like first or second games from devs, I'm always excited or like surprised when uh you know they have that level of polish to them. So it's cool. Oh. But uh, last up, uh, which is definitely the most important this week, is Doom VFR, mm. which is the new VR expansion for Doom, which. Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure is going to be some uh, like a few standalone levels that aren't in the main game, mm. uh, that are pl- fully playable in VR with your favorite HTC Vive that you don't have. And yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna come out December first. It's only gonna be thirty bucks, which is a great deal if you've already put some time into Doom. Mm. And um, yeah, Doom. One of the uh, watching this and um, uh, watching gameplay of VR, I think. I think they added in an element of slowdown at some point, like sort of bullet time in certain areas. I might be thinking of something else, but I just remember looking at uh, Doom VR gameplay and thinking, wow, this actually works a lot better than you would think. You know, definitely unlike Skyrim VR, which just is <laughs> just looks like nonsense. I was watching gameplay of that, and you could see the axe floating one-to-one with his hand, and he's just touching the guy in the head with it. It just looks so jank. But this actually yeah, I'm watching fun. watching the trailer. There's definitely bullet time uh, in the trailer okay. at least. So yeah. Oh yeah, that after playing super hot VR, that is that just seems like <laughs> a necessity. Yeah, I'm curious but, if uh, they let you actually rip and tear. That's their ooh. that's sort of their tagline, and there oh, there's some kills yeah. in Doom where you're using your hands. So I wonder wonder how creative oh, they get yeah. with that in VR. Like the uh, the giant like brute enemies where you rip out like their heart, yeah. put it in their mouth. Oh, yeah. doing that in VR. <laughs> oh, if that's not in the game, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, that, that could be worth the price of admission. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. All right. Yeah, good price, too, at 30 So, All right, that's going to do it. We've got some viewer questions. Take it away. We do. We do. We've got two to be exact. The first one coming from Killer Bob 5 who asked us... Um, I think a very leading question, but when you are home alone and are going to use the bathroom, <laughs> do you still lock the door? And I say this is a leading question because this implies that when I'm out, I lock you've, the door. Well, it also implies that you close the door That's when you're exactly home. That's right, too. Alone. That's right, too. Lots of uh, things assumed here. <laughs> um, no, not only do let's, I not lock uh, the let's, door. Let's, hold on. Let's dig into that. Do you still lock yeah. the door? And you're you're annoyed with that assumption? I'm annoyed, annoyed with that assumption. No, that's true. If I'm out in, in public, generally, yes, I, I will. Generally. Generally. There's a lot, the story there's a lot of a leeway there. I had a situation where um, a cleaning lady came in, and when I was taking a massive shit and opened the stall door, oh. that uh, when I used to work at uh, uh, that software company before I moved out to Machinima, and so that kind of is 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 uh, mess with me a bit, but no, 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 no. I, I I'm I'm okay with him saying that. But you're right. It's also the assumption though that when you're home that you shut the door. Um, yeah, home which, alone. Which that, too, that's a which, that's a more you know. questionable assumption. Yeah. If, if I'm home alone, home. Why why even bother closing the door? Like if anything, no. you'll you'll air things out quicker with the door open. Right. Well. I think the way I read this, I don't think about the bathroom door being locked. I think about like the door to your house being locked. Yeah, there have been times when, like, because I'm someone who's very paranoid. <laughs> now, okay, hold on, Chuckles. Hear me out, buddy. No, listen. So, oh, my God. There are times when, uh, like, I'm someone who's very paranoid about, like, my house being broken into. 
Okay. And there are a lot of times when, uh, like, when I'm home alone, I always make sure the door is locked. I mean, obviously. But there okay. are times when I'm in the bathroom, and, like, my dog Chelsea, mm-hmm. when when strangers come by, when people pass by the house, she just loses her shit and starts barking. And so if I'm in the bathroom, and I'm, I'm, and I'm committing, and I'm dropping a powerful weapon into that toilet. <laughs> and Chelsea starts going off. I'm thinking, oh, my God, did I lock the door? Someone's about to in into. If someone's in the house grabbing all my shit, I'm not going to jump out of the bathroom with <laughs> with a log hanging out with, you know. <laughs> Get out! I'm not going to be that guy. I mean, like, I'm just going to hope he doesn't, you know, check the bathroom. But, uh. Also, yeah, I guess, I I guess the then in your it. case. It's a it's a two tier question. I was yeah because because mm-hmm. let's say let's say that you're worried if you are in fact worried that you left the door unlocked, do you then lock the bathroom door to give yourself that extra you know that extra layer of protection? Should you have forgotten to unlock the front door and someone breaks in? You know I do. Like what if someone is like, hmm? Let me think. How do I want to phrase this? I don't want to say too much. Uh, you don't want to give away your your strategy here. No, strategy. no, no. In no, case no, there no. are any would be burglars. <laughs> so one time I was uh, R- Reagan, my brother. He's getting ready for work, and I'm in the bathroom, dropping a load. And uh, he's kind of falling behind. He needs to get going, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, David, I need to brush my teeth. Okay. Can I? Uh, can I go in there? Can I just? He wanted to, you know, grab his stuff out of there. And I was like, you know, dude, I really, I'm not down with that. Just give me another <laughs> 60 seconds and I'll be out of the bathroom. Okay. He's like, just let me open the door and come in. And I'm like, no. And what does he do? He opens Understandably, he opens the door. He's fed up and he, uh, he grabs his items, which I'm not, I, I don't resent him at all for this choice. I probably would have done the same thing. Okay. But, uh, in that situation, I would have locked the door because, uh, I do not want any foreign entities entering the castle. Intruding on your go time. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, I'm, I, t- I need a lot of focus. Right. We just talked about bullet time for Doom. That's kind of what I go into. <laughs> I use the bathroom. Different type of bullet You're, time. Yeah, Everything slows putting, down. Yeah. When you're putting in that final push, boom. Everything stops. Katie, you do you just need more fiber, buddy? Do you just need to get more fiber, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> I probably do, yeah. <laughs> get some more fiber, you'll be okay. Um, yeah, you know, since then, I've started to get a little paranoid. You know, you never know what can happen. You never know if someone's walking down the hallway and they just don't check and see if anyone's in the bathroom. They just open it up. But I you think the question, oh, isn't it? Isn't it home alone? It's home alone. Is so are, you sa- are you saying oh. that you're... Are you some, are you maybe concerned that sometimes you think you're home alone and you're not, so you just yeah. don't you don't want to take any risks? Risk mm. Is that why? I don't want Chelsea to get too curious and nudge the door open okay. with her nose. Okay. okay. That's, that's, that's a, see, yeah. that's a fair, normal answer. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe I didn't need to go that far. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like even if I was home alone... I would lock the door anyway, just because I'm weird like that. I mean, I would just, I would feel better mentally if I had the door locked. Okay. But I know it's weird, but it's just, I mean, it's, a I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you too. I, I understand one aspect you're saying, like if I know, like I always keep my apartment door locked if I'm, if whether I'm here with somebody or not, whether I'm here with tab or not. So 
If I know my front door's locked though, and I'm home by myself, I'm not. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shitting and peeing with everything. I mean, I got four cats. They've seen they've seen everything <laughs> at this point. I mean, I, there's nothing that they're gonna see that's you know. If, if I kills one of them, I'll have one less cat, so I can't be that upset. So if anything, I'm always <laughs> you have some backups. Exactly, there's backups. Um, yeah. So, but even and even not uh, definitely when it comes to number two. Um, I definitely will always shut the shut the door. Number one, not not oh, yeah. always. It just it just depends on my mood. Definitely, yeah. I remember yeah. one time I was doing it and the door was it was closed but not you know shut. Mm. And Chelsea just comes in and she's standing on the floor and I'm like, hi Chelsea. And then she does one of these. <laughs> so I play with her. I'm like, I'm not now Chelsea, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just dogs yeah. are a lot more. Uh, yeah, dogs are a lot tougher when when doing that stuff because. I mean, there ain't nothing stronger than uh, that area of your body uh, to a dog, <laughs> smell-wise. So they just want to check out what's going on, you know. So yeah, I, can right, exactly. I can definitely like, understand closing and or locking, even if you're home alone, if you have a are... dog, for sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, if I'm home alone, I'm not definitely not worried. And uh, I mean, I keep the I keep the front door of my house locked all the time, so that's not right. I don't I don't have this this anxiety that KD <laughs> does about his door being unlocked. I, I solve that really anxiety weird. when I walk in because I always lock the door to my house when I walk in. Right, <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I'm just when it, when I hear Chelsea barking, I'm in there. I'm like, oh my god, did I lock it? Do I have the back door <laughs> locked? Do I have the bar in place? Right. I now, I now see where some of that anxiety comes from. It's it's mm. the dog. Right. Oh no, it's the it's like because it's usually when the dog barks. Like, what if I'm in the shower or something, or if I'm in the bathroom and like someone's knocking on the door, yeah. I'm like, there, there's no way for me to solve this issue. Yeah. And what if they just walk in your house and then the door's open and now you're vulnerable? Yeah. <laughs> they just do a Pulp Fiction and just shoot through the, the shower curtain. I mean, and, at, least, uh, at least you've yeah. thought this out. <laughs> I have a lot of free time on the toilet. <laughs> possibilities of my death. My death by means of... All right, let's move on. All right. Um, well, we're going to move on from that question, but good question from Killer Bob. Even if it's a little bit leading. Uh, King Alex asks us, do you think Microsoft will ever recoup the money spent on Minecraft? Have they already? I, I mean, this one seems like a short answer for me. Hmm. No, yes. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they will. I don't know I if they have already, but I think they will in the long run because Minecraft sure. is... Like Minecraft is is a Build platform a now. They yeah, keep I, they keep making new stuff for it. Like they're gonna they're gonna find more ways to monetize Minecraft over time. Just you wait. What was it? Two billion dollars? They did. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, yeah. I don't. I don't think. Billion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't think not. I think you're right, Brandon. I don't. They definitely haven't got it yet, but. Minecraft also, is not going to end with Minecraft. I also think sure. like you could see you could see the the Minecraft purchase sort of being accumu- being sort of uh what am I trying to say? You could see them making their money back a little little tiny bit at a time like when mm-hmm. they sell uh against education stuff. Like they I don't I mean I don't know how they how this stuff works, but if Minecraft makes its way into schools or something and there's like a Microsoft deal that Minecraft is part of, then th- it's like it's not like people are going out and buying Minecraft, but Minecraft is one 
one piece of like maybe a big deal with a school system or something. So mm -hmm. they might end up making their money back a little bit at a piece at a time on Minecraft because it's now part of like the Microsoft and Windows ecosystem. So I think, I mean, I don't think they would have made the deal if they didn't have grand plans for it over like five or 10 years. And I think we're probably, we're probably not even seeing like a lot of that vision yet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I don't know what they, uh, yeah, it's hard to know. I feel like there's no, I also feel like Microsoft's not a, uh, stu you know, not, not a stupid company. So they have to have evaluated like, okay, they 2.5 billion. That's a lot of money, but. I, I, I just don't see that kind of trailing off or peering off anytime soon. I feel like it's just continuing to, um, I mean, I, I don't know how, like you said, not all their stuff has come to fruition yet, but I think so. Right. I guess the question though is yet too. He said yet. I don't know about yet. Like, do you think they've done it already? Uh, yeah. And I know things like the, the Minecraft movie are being worked on and that'll definitely be a bit, that'll, that'll sell regardless of, you know, right. What that could be. They might have they, they might have already done two billion in revenue. I don't know about like two billion in profit. Right. Probably, right. You know, they're probably right. investing a lot of money at the same time as they're making money. Like Minecraft is still a juggernaut, but right. they're probably working on some capital intensive stuff too. So yeah, I don't know, yeah. but the, I mean, they'll definitely. I think they'll recoup it. Like Microsoft, when you say ever with Microsoft. Microsoft has a very long time to recoup that money. Like they're, right. you know, my, Minecraft might be a 30 long year long. play, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They're still, their core business is still like Windows and Excel and Microsoft Word. Like these are, these are programs that have been around a long time. So if you think about Minecraft in that same vein of just like a thing that Microsoft owns that they plan to make money on for decades, like, yeah, they're going to recoup that money for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you go. So all your questions about Minecraft, about Microsoft as a company, uh, whether or not uh, we lock our uh, bathroom doors or homes <laughs> when we shit or pee, definitely we're here to answer the tough, burning questions. Yeah. Some answered with more detail than others. But... Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Katie, then what you described is, I don't know what you said, a log hanging out? or what, what Oh, did you say? yeah, I, I'm sorry about that one. I'm that never going to, hanging out. You said, I don't want to be caught <laughs> with a log hanging out. I'm just imagining you, Katie, <laughs> just naked with a big-ass poop log. Oh, I just, I'm never. I'm just aggressively never walking through the house. I'm like holding a wet towel ready to like any home invader. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, Katie, if like there was somebody in your house, like going to rob it and they walked in on you in the bathroom and you had a log hanging out that that would be over and they'd be out of your house in a second. So you don't have anything to worry about. That's true, man. Have you seen those person. videos? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. There are videos where, like, you know, people try to start fights with people, and then the guy, it's, it's like a prank video, and they just start stripping down naked. And the obvious reaction, the other guy just starts running the other way. It's, it's, a, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's a, an effective strategy. I'm confident that if I ever get into, like, if my physical being is threatened, I think I might just actually, like, strip naked. It's like, what are they going to do? Like, you know, punch a naked man? No, you're not. Definitely You're not gonna a run naked man time. with a giant poop log on his... Uh, yeah, that's true. I might have home. to produce a log in that situation as a deterrent. Yep. I mean, if, a, if you have a house invader, like, 
being able to being able to be at the ready to use biological warfare maybe not the worst oh, maybe not the God. worst way that situation goes they're they're trying to ban the united nations is go against like chemical warfare and like weapons but they're not ready for the actual terror logs definitely, <laughs> definitely not <laughs> that all needs right. to be well, addressed um all right well moving on from that this is where we would uh, have the itunes podcast review of the week but to, we are reviewless. We are barren on the iTunes page, at least as far as anything new. There are lots of really solid reviews from episodes past that you can go and take a look at if you would like. Um, it's very simple. Just log on to iTunes, get on your account, uh, leave us five stars, which is the only requirement, and then put anything you want in that box. Uh, I, I'm just encouraging you to look for inspiration from some of the other great reviews we've had. Um, I believe our very own Volition Brandon himself has, has reviewed the podcast, um, mm. if I'm not mistaken. I'm usually, I the first the one that, I'm usually the first one that, that shows, shows up because I think it. I think people have clicked like I found this review helpful or something, so it yes, puts that one at the top. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so maybe take some inspiration from Brandon and leave that. And if we we like the review, we may uh, read it uh, on the cast. You have an Android? Well, it looks like you're gonna have to make a goddamn. Uh, Gonna have to go pick up an, an iPhone or, uh, I don't know. It doesn't, I thought Android's so good, Lucas. Can't you spoof an iPhone, uh, on your uh, Android device and, and log in? Um, uh, sorry. I don't know why I'm targeting Lucas right now because he has an Android, but there's ways to do it, folks. So just, just do it, figure it out. Um, and yeah, of course you can check out, uh, the KBMod website, uh, for, uh, build guides, use the multi-stream, um, Check out different articles. We didn't have anything new this week, but generally we'll have some either reviews or previews, uh, hardware stuff. KBMod.com for that. Of course, on Twitter, we are at KBMod Gaming. So you can follow that up. Katie Zen is at Katie Zen underscore. Um, Volition is at Volition, V-O-L-1-T-I-O-N on Twitter. Follow both of them. And you can follow me as well at APL Fisher, but I'm assuming you already are. So I'm not really worried about it. I'm always happy to go last. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you probably, I mean, I don't really tweet that much anyway, but uh, yeah, feel free to throw me a follow or any. Oh, uh, there's going to be baby pictures at a certain point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's all just going to be converted to that in a month or so. So it's going to be food pictures, baby pictures, <laughs> baby and food pictures. Yep. <laughs> you'll turn into, you'll turn into every other dad. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be memes about how tired I am as a new dad, right? Yep. Like dad memes. Like, yep. yeah. You're going to be, soon enough, you're going to be, re, you're going to be <laughs> posting like pictures that have a nine gag watermark on them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> exactly. The transformation will be complete soon. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 302. It was a blast as always. And, uh, we'll be back next week with another banger of an episode, but, uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Farewell. Yatta! Owari mashita!